Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Peliquin. Thank you. friends and welcome to an unexpected podcast i'm ez and i'm lane and we're talking tolkien we're coming to you from the shire of america the beautiful state of ohio in a little village called amanda yeah in a cave with some bats Ah. where they just uh interrupt the podcast (laughs) from time to time stickle bats man stickle bats me guys don't be alarmed if um lane lets out a loud shriek during this episode we are under siege. Dude, what noise? Can you do an impersonation of the noise I made? Uh, yeah, so moments ago, we had a shadow. Uh, just I, I was, We're doing some research on elves, and all of a sudden I, I felt before I saw <laughs> this pr- other presence in the room, and I just hear Elaine go, oh, God, oh, oh God, oh, God. Because <laughs> what I felt I sounded like was... Was that? It was yeah, kind of between somewhere there. in between. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that uh, Johan, um, our buddy, was able to calm us down with that intro. What a beautiful rendition of King Elisar's coronation song! Yeah. Holy cow, that's beautiful. So, uh, guys, if you have any, um, if you want to sing any of those songs, we are still planning on putting that album together at some point. It might not happen this summer, so we're True. busy. But send your your um, versions of these songs to us so that we can incorporate them into the intro or some other way. We love hearing them. So Absolutely. thank you for that. That's really, yeah, really neat stuff. Yeah, so. beautiful. <clears throat> All right. Um, this week we'll be covering Lothlorien as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Uh, last week we were on the bridge of Kazadumi. Um, <laughs> so thought that uh, that's where we were at. So and, nice of uh, you to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyways, okay, um, something kind of new we've introduced, uh, our table of contents, where yeah. we just kind of bring up some stuff that's a little bit different um, each week in the show, if, if something stands out. Um, and so, this week we have, actually last week we got a chance to talk to our good friend uh, JR. That's right. JR Hadley, which yep. was a lot of fun on, uh, from, uh, what's the name of that podcast? Sci-Fi Shenanigans? Sci-Fi Shenanigans, that's right. Yeah, so we have his Tolkien story here at the end. Uh, we also have... Um, Oh, we've got, oh gosh, Michael Upshaw's story yep. today too. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I'm going to do a rundown at the end of the show. Remind me, Lane. The rundown. Two hours from now, please remind me that um, <laughs> that I'm going to do a rundown of everyone who has submitted their stories. And so we can kind of get like a an order here because I know people have been kind of okay. wondering and waiting. So, all right, my friend, into quick counsel. Wow, here we are. Yeah. It's coming quick, that's for sure. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so, uh, how you been, man? <clears throat> I've been okay. I- I'm busy. Um, we want to let folks know we got a little behind, and basically that's because as is moving. I am yeah. in the midst of a move. I am 
selling my condo and uh it is a Dude. little it's a bigger <laughs> task than i what Never when you've told me before has it sounded like this, but just now it made me think of when Michael Scott <laughs> tries to sell his condo on, on eBay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, that's yep. Yeah, so you're selling your condo. That's selling right. Con- yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. And <clears throat> it's just taking, um, it's just more to it. A move's I- a big deal, man. And, and except for uh, an unexpected podcast, you record out of your... Your condo. So that's got to be another thing that's kind of weird. That's yeah, throwing you off. And yeah. that's right. So and when you're moving, you're, I remember that. When you're moving, you're, you're never really sure where anything is. Did I pack that already? Where did oh I pack that? Gosh. Didn't think I was going to need that, and I do need it. It's just a lot of your, your brain's always going. You're probably sleeping pretty well, aren't this you? This might be too much information, but. Um, well, then it needs to be shared. <sighs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, I was looking for my floss this morning, and I was like. Gosh dang it, I can't floss my teeth. <laughs> what are you doing? Sit down. Hey, Arwen's right behind you, by the way. Uh, there we go. All right. Um, so I'm looking for my floss, and uh, I packed it, obviously, with the other stuff that I'm kind of... Uh, oh, oh. What? Give me a second, man. Gosh, Lane always puts me on the spot here. He's doing a little dance move. I'll post it for the group here, a little little, little video. That's actually pretty good. He's what, what, what is that dance move called? Is that called flossing? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, that's good. Okay. That's good. You said floss, so I had to floss. All right, good job. I didn't know that. Had, Our I, kids would be so proud of I us. I didn't know that actually had a name, that dance I'm kind of sweaty now. Good. Yeah, that's flossing. Okay, cool. Um, so, anywho. Looking you know, for your floss. Some of the, yeah, uh, just kind of. So, is the breath not real? No, yeah, no. Dragon's I, breath? I got the good mouthwash and wow. brush my teeth and everything, but I like to. Nothing beats floss. That's what my hey, dentist man, the, tells me. The, the dentist will tell you. Yeah, that's right. You're the cavities form the in between your teeth. <laughs> Yeah, unless you're me, and then they're on top of those big, you know, molars that are all crevicey. You you're speaking a little. So I'm gonna apologize if you hear me go silent for a little bit tonight, guys. It's because, well, my my tongue is really very sore, and I'm still recovering. Uh-huh. So that video that went up of me at the dentist, um, none of that. I was telling as I think it sounds like it's put on. That was not contrived <laughs> whatsoever. Like I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> they, I had to give, I had to have dental work on both sides of my mouth and I don't know why I don't, it's been so long since I've had a cavity and had worked on that. Yeah. I really forgot that I would get numbed. I was like, oh, they'll just, cause the way they explained it, they're like, well, the, we have so much fluoride in, in toothpaste and water now that something can get just beyond your tooth and it seals it up like coats of, of finish on wood. And then we have to crack down in it to get. To get to that stuff, we can't yeah. just clean it as easily. Right. Okay. I was like, all right, so they'll, they'll just pick it, and I'll be good. And I didn't think they'd have to like numb my face, so they go in. I, I was like, he, he takes the thing and starts rubbing my inner, um, you know, gums. my gums, and I'm yeah. like, holy crap! And then and then he takes a needle and starts injecting. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, um, okay, this is gonna be a process. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. The one side's done. And he's like, okay, we're gonna start on the other side. It took about 50 minutes just to get me numb. Wow. Yeah. And um, so anyway, and then I, I f- always forget how when you're, when you're given like a numbing agent, it, it keeps getting more numb before yeah. it, you as, know. as it goes on. Yeah, right. exactly. So yep. we're sitting there and I can barely talk. I'm trying to talk to the lady. I'm just saying like, it, it feels like my tongue, is huge. my tongue huge. She's like laughing. She's like, no, no, your tongue is the same size. I was like, you know, I kind of feel like. I feel like a, like an orc, uh, you know, a killer whale. 
You know, and they open your mouth <laughs> and your tongues are just huge. Yeah. That's what I feel like. She was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, that's not what you look like, though. I was like, okay. Well. So anyway. It sounded, it my, sounded uh, rough. My tongue is pretty sore. Um, and my throat is just, yeah. I feel like I've been yelling all day. So Wow. Okay. That's about it. You'll be all right. Yeah. I, I, have, sure. I have faith in you. Um, when you yeah. go silent, it's time to go. Right. <laughs> Okay, couple things in quick counsel. Um, again, we always try to break the record for the longest quick counsel ever each episode. So here we go. Yeah. Um, Weta had a competition mm-hmm. actually at the mm-hmm. San Diego uh, Comic Con. You could you could join in at home, and it's a it's to win a trip to Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I entered that not once, not not once, but, but twice. twice. And once is me. Once is Lane. So, so here's, here's he's the thing: going to if, gift that to me. When no, if I win, win, I'm going. <laughs> oh God! <dang> it. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine? That'd be so terrible. That would be. I mean, that'd be you know. terrible. Well, well, I hope you win, man. That would be a cool way to. Yeah, I thought it'd go. be. I thought it'd be kind of neat, you know. So um, I bet they'd was, have you meet with Peter Jackson if they were like, "Oh wait, oh wait, okay, all right, you're in a little book club. How excellent! Come yeah. on down. We'll show you the studio." <laughs> they probably wouldn't. It was neat, but it's it's though. over though. I wanted to like announce yeah. it ahead of yeah. time, but it was real quick over uh, Comic Con uh, uh, weekend, and so yep, jumped in that. So there hopefully we'll see how that goes. Um. Next up, what do we got? Well, you know, I was just thinking. Um, when oh, uh, when you were with yeah. the Swishers, the girls, they were talking about how they was it Megan who said she wasn't really big fan of the uh, of the audiobook for Lord of the Rings, Rob Inglis. Yeah, I think so. Who we we both love, but she was like, I just I don't like his voice. Yeah, sure. And she said, well, you know, you guys should if you guys recorded it, I'd listen to it. And I was like, that'd be kind of fun. So there might be, you know, with all these other things we're trying to take on here, yeah. I think, you know what, maybe uh, a little feature we might do at some point kind of slowly is recording chapters mm-hmm. in audiobook format of The Lord of the Rings that we would share with you guys. We wouldn't sell them or anything, so no, hopefully can't do we that. wouldn't infringe on any kind of rights. Yep, can't do we'll that. just keep that quiet. But um, yeah, anyway, that's that. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, actually, JR, um, who at the end of the show, we're going to uh, talk about another uh, podcasting guy and a fellow upper. Uh, mentioned it on his podcast, which was weird. He he said yeah. his sister, who does his editing, kind of um, you know thought that we should be doing audio. Books. I would love to do that. That'd be kind of cool. that would be amazing. I think you would be really great at it. But oh, I uh, think you'd be awesome too. So I think you'd you'd be better. Um, <laughs> okay, well, where's Billy right now? I oh so I, he's in been, the world. So okay, Billy we're recording this a little bit early, but I believe it has just arrived. I had a, a track number. Yeah, I think it's with Scott. Um, so. Hopefully Scott's enjoying Billy um, over there. <laughs> Just um, you know, Scott, give us an update. You know, let us know how it's going, and then let he's us gonna... know how you're enjoying Billy, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> please, right? I mean, I, that's the whole point, right? I mean, <laughs> so uh, anyways, he'll send that back to us, and then we'll get we'll just kind of keep it going. And guys, um, remember what happens with Billy stays with Billy. So right, right. You know, if you want to <laughs> sing songs to him and go to sleep with him, cool. Uh, if you just want to put them on your mantle, that's okay too. That's so, fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. So, um, and you know, don't forget uh, hashtag the uh, BBWT. Yep. You know, and uh, and we'll get those hashtags uh, in the group. And I can't on wait Instagram for Billy to see it. I think it'd be cool. I'd be blown away. Be tag him in it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. Um, another quick update, and then we'll move on. Yes, that's right. So our um, we told you a little bit about um, how our first run of. Patreon unexpected podcast T-shirts didn't really turn out the way we had wanted. Let's just call so, it what it is. They they were they were they were crap. No, we know they were crap. They just didn't turn out the way we wanted. Okay, so okay. we we went to um, my amazing friend Rob Thorson, 
who is actually the guy who does the guy, the genius, the the god of of thunder, the son of Odin, who uh, does the um, pretty much everything for our rugby club. He's done our jerseys. He's done our bags. He's done uh, like um, a backpack for me. He's embroidered shorts, jackets. He's amazing. Yeah. So. Anyway, finally got to meet him. I told you a little bit about that last time at our uh, sevens tournament. He was in from Minnesota, but he's going to work. He's already, you guys have seen it on the on the page, but he's worked on a t-shirt mock-up that'll kind of be like our flagship t-shirt for our book club um, that will be going out to um, our, our um, patrons. Yeah, our elf, yep. elven patrons. Yep. So I know some people have actually contacted me as about, can we buy these? Even though, um, you know, I'm not a patron. Oh, and so okay. with that shirt, I think what we'll do, okay. I don't know. We haven't talked about this and we can, we can further this is talk about this. It's a live business meeting. It's a live business meeting. Like, we'll, we'll, that'll be our first shirt to those level of, of patrons. And then I think eventually, maybe like what do you, I don't know, down, down the line, we'll yeah. open that up for people to order if they want. Because it's kind of like a. Yeah, it's kind of an exclusive for, for people who are on, on Patreon. Yeah. You know, the other thing we could do is Lane and I have um, a goal of making, we're eventually going to get like a public tea, you know, website. We could just kind of upload mm-hmm. designs on yep. there because Lane has a lot of ideas and we have some cool uh, design things that we can work with Rob on and uh, and post them there so you guys can just buy them. Like we've got the Sweet. name game shirt. We've got, you know, um, Peeking in the Palantir. We've got a bunch of other stuff that we kind of thought would be fun so and you know another thing list too, somewhere of t-shirts right ideas right and we could do one too where we even we, uh, we could have rob do a couple mock-ups yeah put it out put it on a poll and say which one do you want to do next mm-hmm. you guys pick it and then we could put that one up for sale i mean we could it, there's no shortage of of t-shirts that he could do for us too so we could do that for for patrons only and then even uh you know um open it up to everybody because right. we don't want to make that <clears throat> um yeah, we want everyone to be able to, to rep yeah, if the you, book club, so that's what we're saying. Absolutely. So we could do two versions. We could do an exclusive yeah. version and then one that's just uh, open for everybody to buy. I'm down, I'm down for that, absolutely. absolutely. Um, okay. Now, another quick update. We are, for, um, oh, yeah. for our Patreon members, Lane and I have talked about a way in which we can do a live podcast, mm-hmm. okay? Now, what that really means um, is <laughs> you guys get to hear all of the... Uh, wild and craziness before we get going. I think it's a how frightening long, idea. Hey, how long did it, how long, were we going for two hours there trying we to? We originally said, hey, let's start at six. <laughs> it's 10 started o'clock. Started at seven and now it's about 10 o'clock. Dude, it's unreal. Just, so, you know, we didn't have a lot of time. We kind of, we didn't really talk, um, talk the chapter when no, we, no. when we came in today. We just kind of hung out and we uh, spent time with Winnie and, right, right. and, and Goldberry and so, you know. Yeah, but anyways, it's just something that what's well, a tier that's not a tier that's coming, but anyone who is on Patreon, uh, eventually once we start back in the school year this mm-hmm. fall, mm-hmm. Um, on our Friday nights, yep, we're gonna have a live yeah, listen. Baby. I mean, it's, the mics are gonna be hot in here. We told Goldberry when you Scary, walk by, man. you know, uh, the mics make sure are your on. clothes are on. Make sure that <laughs> those sure. of you watching it who can't see right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Dropping eaves. Let's make this dropping some eaves. Okay. So. Uh, Comic Con came and and and, and, and went, went. Mm-hmm. and so not not a whole lot of news about the show, um, unfortunately. So, but I think that twenty twenty one year is probably probably the most realistic we've seen right now. So I think that's probably why you know it's I don't know if you guys know it's only twenty eighteen, <laughs> so we've got a little bit of time even with a long production or a big production for a TV show like that. You know, we'd still be pretty early stages for them to 
to to get something out by 2021. So the news might be slow. Now I'm wondering, is that Aragorn uh, centered storyline even true, or was that just kind of rumors that that like as was saying, were those uh, you know kind of thrown man. out there to feed? That's right. Patience. So, so we'll kind of see. We'll we'll keep an ear out to the to the the western wind and you guys will keep us informed as well but no news there um i didn't i didn't look up and see if there's a release date for the tolkien biopic i don't think it's even a real movie uh but we'll (laughs) let you know when we hear and we will definitely go watch that i'm actually really bummed that we haven't heard more it seems like it's been done i think done for like seven months and we haven't heard about a release date i and post-production for a biopic like that i wouldn't imagine taking real long but we might have to shoot it ourselves (laughs) can you imagine um, I'll be, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> it's, fake. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, it exist. is fake news. Okay. Um, so anyway, but we'll keep you posted. We'll, we're really anxious for that. Yeah. One little cool bit from comic con in San Diego is they released the next wave of mini epics. So we posted that on the group and you guys saw there. I just, I hope they keep these coming for a long, long time. They're beautiful. Yeah. Galadriel is out. Sam, the Balrog, Durin's Bane. And Saruman is is the next wave. So my dad actually, we were talking. I was showing him the pictures. He's like, "Man, when is Treebeard gonna come out?" Mm. I was like, "That's a great idea." Yeah, because wow. I always think of the like the Elven, the Hobbit, and the the human characters, the, the you know the wizards. But I, I I often forget about like like the Balrog was a was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they released an Urukai and an Moria Orc already is a surprise. You know, and the. Um, Treebeard would be awesome. So yeah, it would be. More of those to come, I'm sure, and uh, something cool to look forward to. <clears throat> All right. Find okay. your shelves. All righty. Um, next up in other corners of Middle Earth here, we have an, uh, just an update on the on the long-expected party. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, yeah, this will be in September, and uh, we've asked, you know, we've thrown the invite out there for anybody who wants to, to come on. Uh, the journey you know, to the Shire. Come on over to, uh, to Amanda, Ohio. And uh, we've got uh, Curtis and Kelly, you know, just kind of said there in the group that uh, they're planning on making their way out. Erica is going to come as well. Um, we've got a bunch of friends and family, some local yeah. Ohio you know, this people is, coming. It's really exciting. And Curtis and Kelly are going to stay in the bed and breakfast just across the street. Literally, guys, directly across the street. I, <laughs> so, that's so cool. I, I'm, I, and we were just sitting here talking. We're like, is there anything more hobbity than that? No, it's I great. Think stay at an inn just across the street. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. So, so we're very yeah. excited about that and to meet you guys. Um, also a really, a really generous thing that's happened. Um, big shocker uppers are generous. Um, Chase McKinney contacted us and said, Hey, I'd like to make a donation to the efforts for the party. And so he is going to donate funds for a a banner that we're going to have made. So Chase, thank you so much for that. Just, uh, really unnecessary, but, but we're really grateful for that. Um, um, so, so thank you so much for your patronage that way. Beautiful. It's just, you guys are amazing. We yeah. love you guys. Yeah, you really, so. We can't say it enough, honestly. No, we really can't. So. Um, then we got, uh, Richard George and Tony Cooper have alerted us to these, um, extended edition screenings that are happening throughout oh, yeah. the U S right. yeah. uh, I think as I'd like to go at, at least to one of these, I don't know if we'll be able to fit in our schedule, especially with school starting back up, but they're all on Saturdays and I think it's successive weeks, at least here in Ohio. It's like the right. first Saturday, second and third Saturday is of August. Fellowship Two Towers and and Return of the King, uh, respectively. So if we could do that, that'd be really really cool. Yep. But if that's if that's around your area, go check that out. They are. It's just cool seeing them in the theater again. You know, yeah. I told you about the um, well, my dad talked about on Father's Day when we had him had him on. Talked about the extended edition marathon we did right like before right. the Hobbit came out. That was something they released to AMC theaters. And wow, that was it was almost too much. It was just like a lot in 
I talked about that whole, uh, you know, the airport sweat that you get and all yeah. that stuff. Like you need yeah. a shower afterwards. But um, I would, it's just cool. You, you know, pick your favorite one. You go, you go watch it again in the theater and it, it make it, there's a huge sense of nostalgia there. So, yeah. Uh, also, Paul Thompson had a cool post in our, in our uh, group about uh, Middle Earth Rugby Club that he kind of drafted up and. Uh, just a lot of cool conversation going on there. That was cool. It tickled my rugby and my Tolkien fancy, and it was, wow, I yeah. liked it. I like to be tickled that way, so that was really cool. I appreciate it, dude. Beautiful. Um, and I couldn't beat his. His first side was pretty, pretty impenetrable. So I, I tried, but he even came up with a dark side, like uh, you know, Forces of Sauron Rugby Jeez. Club. And it, it's impressive, dude. <laughs> Very good. A couple awesome. poll results. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I got the first so the one first one, uh, we just said, you know, it has to be noted. Which uh, phrasing do you prefer? You shall not pass or you cannot pass. We had 88 of you vote. 90% said they enjoy the movie version. You shall not pass. Mm-hmm. And 10% said they uh, they prefer the you cannot pass book version. So, as how did you vote on this? You know, let's let's think about that for a second. You shall f- not. Yes. First, that command. Uh-huh. Um, and then just a, a matter of fact, you cannot pass. You know, the more I thought about it, I think someone I think someone commented because uh, Mike Upshaw did a similar poll in the group. And I think someone commented, I can't remember who, I apologies, but was talking about that very thing. The yeah. difference in you shall not, like, I'm not going to let you versus right. you cannot, like, bro, it ain't happening. Yeah. Because I know what's about to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this bridge going to be a broken tongue out in the darkness. Yeah. And you're going down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Boy. So... I don't know. What did you vote for, though? Um, I think I... I can't remember. I think I said you shall not pass. You cannot remember or you shall not I shall remember. not remember. <laughs> <laughs> you shall, shall not pass. pass. Yeah, I think it just has more of a cadence to it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Versus... Well, I mean, it depends on how you say it, I guess. You could say... You could see Right. <laughs> I'm done, guys. Cadence. It's been good. I'll see you. I'll see you on the other side. Yep. He's going to them gray havens. <laughs> He's going to them gray havens. All right, all right. Bonus poll this week, my lord. I wanted um, you to read this one on purpose. Okay, hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, listen to the end of the episode and and, and let us know uh, if you had to pick one to accompany you in Middle Earth, who would it be? Um, Johnny Boy or T Swizzle? So Taylor Swift. You know, or um, John, what's his face? Mayor. John Mayer? What's his face? What's his face? Respect yeah. the poll, bro. So, uh, 56 <laughs> votes on this one, and it was uh, 59% for Johnny Boy and 41% for T-Swizzle. So, you know, resting on the laurels of the victory of this poll, you guys, you know, when you voted for Ez, I felt kind of, I don't know, felt kind of sort of sad, I guess, but this really redeemed... Uh, redeemed you know i don't know these polls for me i feel really good about this right, one the, the fantasy um, draft that yeah know, that, went in my favor that, cool that, uh, was overwhelmingly <laughs> I, now i know how taylor feels honestly <laughs> <laughs> um but no i'm just joking and I'm, I'm just joking about you know this poll i i thought i'd have fun because i know i know megan and katie i switch and flick really love taylor swift and you know i just met her and everything and and yeah. um i love the whole you know, the drama with John Mayer and Taylor Swift, you know, it's writing great. songs about each other. And I think that's kind of why they dated each other in the first place. But yeah, uh, it's just heartbreak warfare, man. <clears throat> for a little paper was, doll. That, that was, was before the time. Yeah, actually. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, L. Eastwood actually made a uh, cool comment. Last episode, we got 
uh, woke up in here. All right? <laughs> I don't even remember saying this. We got, I like how she uh, trademarked. Trademark woke. woke. He's, he's woke. Yeah. Um, so our bell rug got, got uh, he got woke because of them. And uh, that caused, did, I, did I actually say this, I or is this one of those did. Mandela effects? This was this was a couple people actually noted this. I do. I don't remember I tell saying you what it. in editing. Sometimes, obviously, <laughs> you guys have noticed mistakes in, in my previous editing because Ez doesn't listen to two and a half hours of us just ranting <laughs> again. I'll listen to it in the car later on, but like during the editing process, I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes I catch stuff, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just kind of well, there it is, kind of hilarious. So, anyways. Um, and then uh, Ephraim, uh, good friend. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't even know how Ephraim responded to this. He did the Yoda versus the 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 Balrog, yeah. you know, uh, discussion there. And wow, we had some we had some people real really leaning towards uh, y- Yoda would get uh, he get, get taken. Done? No, he'd get taken. He'd get taken in this. Yeah, I mean, he was worn as a backpack, so I, Gandalf didn't go around on anybody's back unless you count Gwai here. Uh, and who wouldn't? <laughs> You know, right? I, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's yeah. no easy way to say that. But the force is his ally. I just want to. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's right. Now, I, I, this was actually a really. If you haven't seen this discussion, you should go check it out. Uh, if you're a fan of anything Star Wars, but is he a wielder of the secret fire? That's no, he's, what I want to uh, know. No. Um, he's but not. Yoda's a good dude. Good. Good. Discussion. Uh, but it was kind of interesting because you were like, "Hang on, I've seen that before." Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is weird, okay, Ephraim, because. Uh, we were when last I, week. Yeah, last yeah. week when I was talking about staring at Belrogs, uh, you know, when we were talking about him, I was just looking at images. This is one that popped up. I copied and pasted it into the show notes. In the doc, yeah. And and Ezra was looking at it last week. He was like, Where have I seen this before? Right, 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 yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Did I tag you in it or something? So yeah. kind of crazy that uh, you, you guys were thinking along the same lines that there. Photos trending or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I have no idea how we're gonna do the reread. Um, because we got spooked with the um the bats. Oh my gosh. And servant of the of the enemy. Seriously, it is. So we're into the reread here. Um, so let's just go over a couple things. Uh, this is uh, we're into book two, chapter six, Lothlorien. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get in there, just a recap from last uh, week, the Bridge of Kazadumi. Here we've got a couple <laughs> comments. <laughs> we've got a couple comments we want to go over. Uh, Shane O'Connor actually um, uh, made a comment on the Facebook thread there when Gollum was trailing the company in this Moria. Was hilarious. <laughs> he he must have gotten on his skates so he could get to the bridge. Ahead of them and before it was broken. Skates on. He just skates on ahead. So, and that's that's a good question actually, because I'm sure there's I'm sure there's been discussion about this for I don't know like 80 years or whatever. Yeah. How did he get out? Is did there, he cross is, the bridge before? Is there another is way there another he way knew out? about? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we know we know Gollum is very familiar with uh, yeah, all yeah. things that have roots and and the you know the bottoms of mountains and he likes to go under underground well um so here's do one of those orc captains possibly know who he is as word traveled that he what was an orc captain uh yoda pulling a yoda with him wearing him like a backpack maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i don't know so my thought is maybe he's just allowed to walk through here you go you know you shall pass. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, get up is so. like right before. That's the that's this is the abridged version, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the full text, Tolkien said, "Yeah, actually." <laughs> there you go. You shall pass, Smeagol. I feel bad for you. You right. shall not pass. Right. <laughs> Do it in Spain. So, 
Uh, awesome question there, or you know, pondering. great comment. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, you got the uh, yeah, Lucas said, finally out of Moria. It did feel like we were there for a long time. Yeah. This part of the books is the most terrifying for me, especially when Gandalf reads the chronicle, drums, drums in the deep. We cannot get out. It is my worst nightmare. That would be pretty scary. Yeah. Well, your music made a little better, made a little better this time. I'm eager to reach Lothalorian. I love that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, in this chapter, we don't quite get on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It just feels like we just did this whole chapter of Lothlorien, right? Um, yeah. We're just... Right. I'll just say it. I'll say, say it, it because, uh, you know, we say we're, we're, we're a book club. And if you're in a book club and you're sitting around with your friends, sure. sometimes you just got to go, guys, this is not my favorite chapter. It had some good bits in it. But overall, if I'm saying you should really get in the Lord of Rings, oh, Wow. <laughs> wow, really getting Lord of the Rings. You should really get into the Lord of the Rings. And is there a bat in here? No, <laughs> that was my foot. Good Lord, you thought your bat was a foot? Oh shoot! <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, I did not. Okay, so if you, you know, you're saying, hey, you need to get into Lord of the Rings. Why? Well, here, read this chapter. Here's man. the one chapter you should. That's read. right. Read this chapter, and and you're gonna want to read. Wow, guys, I think my tongue is actually effing up because of yesterday. I'm sorry. Like, it's fatigued. If you read this one chapter, you're going to want to read the rest of it yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. I wouldn't pick this chapter to say that about. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff, a lot of moments I loved. I, I definitely underlined a ton, as as per yeah. usual, Yeah. but yeah. not as much. Right. Um, you know, and I think, I think really for the pacing of the book, we kind of need that too. You know, Moria was very eventful. Yeah, we lost, you know, you know, Rip Gandalf. You know, that's he, a good he's, point. He's gone. Um, we're processing a lot. Yeah. If we had another chapter where it was boom, 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 you'd be exhausted. You'd be like, "Geez, right, when right. do I get a break?" And we forget about this earlier in the book. We had chapters where not a whole lot happened. Yeah. We had sections of chapters where nothing really happened. It was remember we talked about that. It was the it was the paranoia, the on yeah. and off. You're right, on and off. But I think because the stakes keep getting higher and higher that when we have that letdown, it's kind of like, all right, well, nothing really happened in this chapter. Whereas if this book was at the beginning, we'd be like, oh my gosh. So cool. All the information. Yeah. Uh, and it is really cool. It don't, is. Don't, it is. You know, don't, uh, because I didn't dislike it at all. I, um, one of the things I thought about was we're, we're going into like a new realm, right? Yes. Um, and so we're, we're in like a different type of elf. Yeah, exactly. We need to kind of explain, take time and explain this. Provide some history, you know, um, really set it up for us, I mm -hmm. guess. So before we get to some of the major players, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so, okay. A uh, quick summary for this though. So the company, they move on. Um, they actually came to Durin Stone at one point, which we're going to talk about. Uh, they go take a look at that over by Mere Lake. Um, they proceed into Lothlorien, uh, land of the Sylvan Elves, right? Uh, yeah. Sam and Frodo, <clears throat> they get a little messed up in Moria. They get, uh, they get some, uh, some battle wounds. wounds. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they are carried by Boromir and so on. The company rest for a bit. Uh, they um, Sam's wound is examined by, by Aragorn. Um, you know, um, they're good to go, right? They find out about the Mithril coat, which is really cool. Yeah, kind of blown away by that. And yeah. then we kind of move into the forest of Lothlorien. And from there, I'll make this real short. We just kind of get, get picked up by a couple of these Sylvan Elves. And uh, they're kind of led through the forest. Pretty cautiously. Um, yeah, very. We're making very, our way towards towards the city, and it's yeah, Gladrim, sort of. Yep, 
They're, they're trying to get to the city there. And, yeah. uh, you know, let me think here for a second, Lane. What was the... Because at one film? Point, well, no, no. Um, just what's the point here in going... This is just where... There's a lot. I can't remember where the line is. I think I have an underline. We'll go through it. But I, I think doesn't... <clears throat> wow, sorry. I just coughed into the microphone. <laughs> Take that one out as... Okay. Um, I think... Don't they say something about it being the way that they thought Gandalf would have oh, wanted that's them right. to take? That's right. uh, and so it's kind of Aragorn's way of honoring that because I think don't, we have a we have an impasse, not an impasse. We have a a moment of tension where Boromir says, you know, hey, every path we've led so far, I've had a bad feeling about, and we've gone and something bad has happened. Yeah, for sure. And Aragorn kind of defends it and says, you know, this is the way we're going, Boromir. Unless you want to, you know, swim your butt through the ocean all the way around or whatever he, he he gives him some ridiculous alternative yeah and he goes okay it's fine i just don't have a good feeling about it again right so we start to see that kind of and i sometimes sometimes i'm realizing too that i must have just forgotten because of the movieisms because the movies are easier right they're easier just plop it on watch it it's it takes more takes way more diligence to to go back and, and read the book uh but it's so much so much better i think yeah, but just this this whole stuff with uh, Boromir is very subtle. It is. It's not like he's coming out right and saying these ridiculous things or saying, you know, having these moments where he's he's holding the ring, tempted to take it himself, and it's like having to snap him out of it. It's just like this little stuff. Like, I disagree. I don't think we should go here. Okay, well, we're well, going to. You know, and I, I think part of that is is his fami- his familiar fami- I can't speak. Why, did you get Donald work yesterday? Being familiar. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, area in which that they're traveling. Yeah, right? that's true. You know, yeah. because he if he doesn't really know the area and he kind of feels like I, it's he's outside of his comfort zone, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah. perhaps. So I think that might be a part of it. Um, so and he's probably having like issues too with the whole concept that Aragorn is the rightful heir to Gondor. Yeah. You know, he's a leader. Good. Boromir's yeah. a leader too. And, and he's proud. Where, yeah. And where does his, where is his place in this future that, you know, he hopes to carve and yeah yep for sure yeah that'd be because he, he's the he's kind of the man in gondor he is you yeah, know what i mean he and is. so he's on this he's on this trip and he hasn't really been given a leadership role yeah in terms of you know i don't know directing the course of the, of the fellowship so right right okay um we got a couple points here we want to dive into so let's start back at the beginning here um them coming to and this is great uh mirror mirror yeah, Miramir. 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 It's Miramir. it's kind of hard to say, isn't it? So I call it Miramir. A mare a mare uh M E R E. Did I say that right? M-E-R-E. Oh my god. M E R E. Yeah, okay. Guys, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm very slap happy right now. Um is an old English word for lake. Yeah. So it's mirror lake, which is easier to say than Miramir. So yeah. yeah. Yep. So so they are uh, passing there. Um, actually, well, I think what I'd like to do before I forget to do it is Absolutely. the lay of the land here. So we have, and maybe we'll post this up. It's it's a common. This is a map you guys have all seen of. Yeah, it's like I think Middle it's Earth. The, the film version of Tolkien's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Middle Earth map. Right. Okay. So in just outside of the um, the East Gate there, out of Moria, um, they come. They're following, I believe. So Dimmerald Dale there, there's actually a little arrow pointing back into this yeah. little cleft of um, uh, mountains. And um, the what's the name of that river f- uh, flowing out of their lane? Um, it's it's Celebrant? Yeah. And it's known as the Silverlode. Is that right? Isn't that the, what was translated to? 
Yeah, I got it right here. Let me just double check. Yeah, Silverload. There you yep. go. Um, it's a stream rising, you know, in the eastern Misty Mountains, right, uh, from Mirror Lake in Dimrodale. Yeah. Uh, and it runs, you know, through Lothlorien, where it is met by uh, Nimrodale River. Uh, and it empties into the Anduin. So yes. just some landmarks for you guys as we kind of move through. It's nice to look at a map uh, right before we get into this because... Um, Nimbredale comes up. It's a big deal. They talk about it a lot. Uh, it's yeah. a reference to, you know, um, uh, an elf maid that we will yeah, talk about here later. The same name. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to the Great River um, after this chapter. So, and, and well, maybe it's the next chapter. Two chapters, I think, where we kind of really mm-hmm. take the Great River for a bit. Um, now, one of the things at the beginning of the chapter that I forgot to mention is I thought this line was super cool, and I, I can't believe we're starting this far back at the beginning, but <laughs> not what I planned on doing. Um, they're saying farewell, uh, to, to Gandalf, right? Yeah. And they talk about, um, he turned to the company. We must do without hope. I have that underlined too. Yeah. And that, I mean, so, uh, at, at least, um, we may yet be avenged. Uh, let us gird ourselves and weep no more. Come, we have a long road and much to do, but Gandalf was hope. It's almost like, you know, what hope have we yeah. without you, Gandalf? Absolutely. Um, and so he is... It's that, almost kind of like a lament yeah. in a way. It's like, yeah, you're right. He's, he was... And, and and Gandalf always kind of talked about having hope, right? I mean, yeah. so it was sort of his... Yeah, his uh, his message. And yeah, but you don't really... You can't... You don't really imagine um, Aragorn saying things like that, right? It's almost no. like he's kind of taken on the personality of... Of Gandalf in a way, too, sort of, right? Because Gandalf was always like, ah, I waited too long. I was too late. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, well, we're going to have to do without hope here for a bit. Yeah. So. so. Um, okay. So they basically, you know, uh, Aragorn and Gimli talk for a bit here. They, they look back at the at the mountain pass, mm-hmm. um, which, so before they go into Moria, they look back at those three. They see the three um, peaks again. That's right. Yeah. And they're kind of like both of those things. This has just been a, uh, just a terrible, you know. Um, yeah. They're they're bested by both really. Yeah, they, yeah. they make it out, but at, but at a great you know loss. Um, yeah. So yeah, and they even see um, Aragorn points out you know this is where we would have come. He sees the Dimmerl stair, and this is where we yeah. would have come down had we had success in the mountains. Yep. And then you got Gimli, you know, shaking his fist literally at the uh, at Caradhras yeah, again. The yeah. Uh, you know how cruel he is. So as if they're alive. Yeah. And perhaps they are. And perhaps they are. Yep. So yeah, not someone or not something or someone you would want to. I don't know. It's just kind of like it's like a kick in the butt. You know, you're already down and and you look back and you you see that you were doomed both ways in a way. You know, they, I don't think they anticipated losing Gandalf. You mm-hmm. know, other than Aragorn's kind of words that uh, or prophecy, I guess you could call it that. You know, something might happen to Aragorn should we go through go through Moria. Uh, you don't really <clears throat> think that's going to happen. Like even in your worst worst case, you, you still have all all of you together, especially Gandalf. Gandalf's still yeah. there. Like maybe you lose someone, but not him. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, they lose him and then they're reminded of, uh, you know, their failure previously. So yeah. feeling pretty low at this point. They are, they definitely um, are. And, and they need this. So this is a needed chapter, uh, for the fellowship here for sure. But yeah, uh, and maybe that's why I guess that's another reason. Yeah. There's a lot of healing here that starts to take place. And they, and you know, yeah. as they, as they meet, um, um, Celeborn and Gladriel. That, yeah. That comes as well. Yep. So, Yeah. Yep, um, and uh, what's his name in this chapter? Haldir? Yeah, Haldir, that's Haldir. right. Yep. So, um, 
He is him and his two brothers, right? He has two brothers, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which I had totally forgotten. We, we forget about them because they don't really speak that that tongue, and so they they yeah, kind of that's are. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, okay, yeah. but first let's dump. Let's uh, uh well, <laughs> dump, dump dump in it. here. <laughs> let's let's take a yep. Let's take a quick pause and um, take a dump in this chapter. Here we go. <laughs> that's so Durin Stone. Uh, they go. They they turn aside, and Gimli is very wants to kind of go take a look, right? Um, at, yeah. uh, at at this stone. Brings Frodo with him, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Does Sam go with him too? I'm not sure. I think so. I think Sam, he's not invited, yeah, but Sam, he kind of... Sam came up behind. Yeah, comes yeah. behind. Yeah. And you notice that happens again later in this chapter. Yeah. Matter of fact, you notice that happens throughout this entire Dagon Re- series. Recurring theme. Yes. yes it is. Uh, it's the fir- this is the first couple times where you see he's not invited to the council. He's not invited here. Yeah. He's not yeah, invited to come up in the point. tree later, but he just goes. That's right. He you follows know? his he master. Knows, he does. Yep. Um, so... They go, they go to take a look, and they actually end up looking into uh, Miramar, and uh, they just wanted to take one good look in in, in Mirror yeah. Lake. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's like amazingly stunning. Um, they uh, let me see here. Can I read the description? Yeah, they stooped okay? in the dark water. Yeah, yeah. they stooped in the dark water. At, at first, they could see nothing. Then slowly, they, slowly they saw the forms of the encircling mountains mirrored in a profound blue, and the peaks were like plumes of white flame above them. Uh, beyond there was a space of sky there like jewels sunk in the deep shone gl- uh, glinting stars though sunlight was in the sky above of their own stooping forms no shadow could be seen mm-hmm. yeah so Gimli just says you know oh oh Khaled, zaram fair and wonderful there lies the crown of durin till he wakes farewell yeah yep so um, pretty cool yeah it's just a pretty neat little and the stone actually history. marks where he first looked upon the lake. Yeah. So yeah. kind of like a, you know, something they put erected like a later or maybe yeah. it was a stone there and he happened to be standing next to it or I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Okay. And it just puts them now, in kind of a reflective mood. Interestingly. It does it, because you know, Sam, the, the lake itself reflects and then it talks about Sam. He's too deep in thought to even answer. Yeah. When Pippin wants to know what. So what, what another saw. kind of mirror. Yes. Yeah. And I guess really looking ahead to the next chapter, Absolutely. it's not the last mirror we're looking in. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Um, so out of that lake, though, um, the 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 silver load, yes, you know, kind of uh, tr- trickles down, right? Yes. Um, and, and as I said before, it will it will um, kind of merge into um, Nimrodel and uh, and, and then on through um, Lothlorien. And you made a good point earlier. We were talking about how. They talk about the silver load being icy cold. I just thought yeah. about this real quick. You know, before we were, I think Frodo even mentions, we were in Moria. It was hot. It was warm, which, you right. know, I mean, I get, in the wintertime, let's not forget this is, this yeah, is the winter. Yeah, forget that. I, yeah. I forgot yeah. that this is winter until right. they mention it several times. And so they're coming out of that warm, cavernous, you know, all the mines to back to reality where it's still, still pretty cold. And it's a little bit of adjustment for them, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's so. how their hearts are feeling, probably too. With with Gandalf being gone, I'm sure there's a lot of just cold, kind of barren emptiness that they're feeling. So, yeah. so that's the road that their road kind of uh, goes along um, that river, that stream for a bit. Yeah, you know, we've gone from like following actual roads to following. We're going to follow rivers for a while. Sure, we you are. know, so yeah, we are. Um, and, and along the way, very shortly after that, they, they're they're uh, trekking along. Tramping along, and Legolas actually then spies. Um, there lies the woods of Lothlorien. Yeah. Um, uh, that is the fairest of all the dwellings of my people. Um, there are no trees like the trees of that land. 
And you get a real good description later on, or is it right in here, um, of what is in that forest. Yeah. Well, we, you know? we, we were talking, because we both love, uh, like autumn's our favorite um, yes. season. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, we've talked about how, like, it sucks how the leaves are only, they turn and then they're there for like a week and a half and then they all fall off and you don't really get to cherish that beauty for very long. But in Lothlorien... Uh, oh, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. read it. So, so for in the autumn, uh, their leaves fall not, but turn to gold. <sighs> not till the spring comes and the new green opens do they fall. And then, um, the bow, and then they are laid open with yellow flowers and the floor of the wood is golden. So imagine... The, Can basically, you imagine... Wow, it's kind of like they're, and then a golden roof again. So it's almost like they're always kind of this golden color. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, and they t- so um, so the floor is golden, um, and a golden is the roof, uh, and its pillars are of silver. For the bark of the tree uh, is smooth and gray. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And they sing songs about this in Merkwood. Yeah. You know. Okay. Pretty famous. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit here. So. Um, as time passes, well, our next point, I think, is, is to talk about Frodo and Sam's injury. Yeah. Right? Because we're, we're moving along. You start to see for several paragraphs here, um, they talk about how they couldn't really keep up. You know? Yeah. They and, were kind of falling behind. Yeah. And Aragorn, it's Legolas who actually turns and notices this and calls to Aragorn and says, uh, I think we kind of forgot that they got pretty jacked up there. And all the commotion, you know, we had forgotten yeah. that. Sam and Frodo aren't feeling real good. Right, yep. So Aragorn kind of runs back and stops. and They're the only ones to really take, besides Gandalf, uh, um, an a injury. Beating. Yeah, there, right? yep, yep. Uh, Sam had that scratch on his scalp. Right, yeah. Uh, where he just narrowly missed an orc. And then, yeah, Frodo was uh, stabbed by that chieftain, right? Yeah. His mithril saved him. Yeah, okay. So they, uh, they kind of stop things for a second. And, um, and Aragorn yeah. has some Athelas, some king's foil left. Yeah. Right? Yep. That... Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that I, he I gathered near Weathertop. There you go. So and it's he, kind of and a, kept. And I love that he 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 pointed it out too. He said, you know, this is it's just cool. I love when when journeys, you know, he, he didn't. It, I mean, Tolkien could have just said he found it, found it anywhere, or maybe that was the point. Maybe he he had to have taken it from Weathertop because it yeah. didn't grow, didn't grow where they wa- where they were. But it just takes you back to that time, right? You know, and it, yep. it's interesting. It just remi- it rem- reminds you that you know Frodo's been really hurt before, and yeah. he's made it past. So this is just a. Uh, just another little, you know, yeah, it's a reminder. mile marker. Yeah, That's it's, right. It's a reminder for sure. And they, the aroma that comes off of I this too this. is very refreshing to everyone. It helps the whole company. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and so they use it to kind of clean, um, put it in the water to kind of help clean the wounds. Yeah. Uh, Sam is lucky because the blade that pierced him wasn't poisonous. Yes. Tip- typically they are. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he gets, he gets some, uh, he gets cleaned up a bit and then he's, uh, you know, he's going to be all right. So. Yep. Yeah, nice little, and it does mention many times right here. It does mention this, um, the wind, because as they rode, you remember they couldn't feel the wind in in, in Moria. They yep. couldn't really feel anything. It was yep, very, very still, warm, right? Yep. It's almost like uh, once they get out, imagine they, how refreshing that would feel. Yeah, it, it is. It is sort of a an, uh, a cold re- refreshment, but it actually is kind of uh, shocking. I it think is. to the hobbits, right? Yes, so, oh, yeah. Frodo kind of talks about like, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jolt to the system. Yep. So um, as they go to approach Frodo, though, to kind of, you know, uh, mend him up mm-hmm. a little bit, he doesn't want to reveal really. I think he's just maybe shy or, you know, nervous about re- revealing that yeah. he has something. So once he found out how much it was worth, right, right. I think he was probably like, 
oh, I should probably not maybe mention <laughs> this the, yeah. that I'm wearing. I love, I love how Gimli points out. He's like, I think uh, Gandalf may have underestimated its worth. I think he kind of lowballed. Yes, it. he did. It's <laughs> worth even more. Right. You know, way more than the Shire. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah, exactly. To see that. Um, so, so they, they eventually, um, you know, Aragorn kind of like takes off his, his tunic and different things and, and they, they see, uh, his mithril and there's yeah. a lot of bruising. Um, yeah. I think it was, he was, he was hit so hard yes. that the, the mithril the, actually kind of like got into his skin. Yeah. Like it paled into his, that's what I was, right. that's how I read it too. Um, yeah. which so. is just, it's cool details we didn't get from the movie. The movie, it seems like, you know, it, it, he got the wind knocked out of him. All's fine. Yeah, let's yep. keep moving on. But no, it was it was much more serious than that. So, you know, you, I think you think the mithril coat, you're you're invincible. I mean, you can still get pretty hurt. Absolutely, it keeps you from you know further damage. Right. But yeah, you well, still get messed up. It's it's light, you know. Um, so yeah. that's one of the reasons why they wanted to put it back on. Yep. It's right. not a heavy burden for him to kind of kind of bear. And Frodo or Frodo and Aragorn says, you know, I would even sleep in it, man. Yes. He says unless you are in a a place where you're for sure safe, which I, I, I'm very few times, right. You're probably not going to experience as long as this journey's before us, you know, don't throw it to the side. Uh, um, trying yeah. to think of where he said, sorry, I, want, I didn't want to paraphrase Aragorn's beautiful words there, but you know, it just says, make sure you don't lay it off to the side. Keep wearing it yeah. at all times. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, after that, I think this next part is worthy of kind of uh, reading just a bit. I'll, I'll uh, pick and choose here. But when they had eaten, the company got ready to go on. Um, they put out the fire, hit all traces of it. Uh, then climbing out of the dell, they took to the road again. Uh, they had not gotten far uh, before the sun sank behind the western heights and, a great sh- and great shadows crept down the mountainsides. Dusk veiled their feet, and mist rose in the hollows. Away in the east, the evening light lay pale upon the dim lands of distant plain and wood. Sam and Frodo, now feeling eased and greatly refreshed, were able to go at a fair pace. And so they were able to kind of keep up with the company, um, cause, and they needed to because they are moving about another three hours. I love that, too, because I think, I think the further we get into the story, it's easier to pass over those descriptions of, of Middle-earth. Yeah. You know, he does such a good job of painting a picture for us. And I think sometimes, because you know, the story just it just stakes keep getting higher and higher, and and you've got stuff with the plot that changes well, all the time, and it's like it's nice to sit back and and take that in because he's he's Bob Ross in it. You know what I mean? He's giving us well, a a mental image of okay. As is. is about to lose his mic, guys. This has never Sorry. happened before. Almost he's always dropped. looking over. I don't know what is transferred between me and him, but I feel very calm. <laughs> I feel very together, and I look over at Ed's. He's always sweating. The mic. He's was, normally looking at me. He's like, "Dude, dude, make sure that stays on there." Because we have those arms that reach up and yeah, hang. Sorry, so guys. if something happens, that mic falls. It almost fell. I'm off. dead. It almost fell off there. Okay, make we're sure good. We're good. Tight. We're good. Tighten that. It's tight. Tighten it's that. tight. You know. All right. Um, but no. Back to that point, though. Um, right I had here. A point. Wow, that's a first. You had a point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, just talking about the idea that we need these descriptions and things. And he, right yeah. here, he, he continues with, It was dark. Uh, deep night had fallen. There were many clear stars. Uh, but the fast waning moon would not be seen till late. So really just kind of setting us up there. Uh, Gimli and Frodo are at the rear. Um, and this is, I think, where you had mentioned several times we kind of hear about um, uh, Gollum. In this chapter, yeah, okay, we're getting more. It's getting more and more in our face that there's something following them. Yes, 
um, and we're learning about who that might be. Well, we notice here uh, Gimli kind of uh, breaks the silence and says, you know, there are no goblins near or my ears are made of wood. Uh, (laughs) That's a new expression. Uh Hey, wooden ears. Uh, It is to be hoped that the orcs will be content with driving us from Moria. Because we remember at the beginning of this chapter, we're concerned that Aragorn is really pushing us to move on because, you know, they know that orcs will often pursue, uh, you know, their enemy yeah, the, for, the for miles, especially if the, one that's, of their captains has right. been slain. So, right. you know, they, they definitely kicked some butt with the captains, you know, Aragorn cutting heads off, Boromir, you know, slashing limbs away. And so that's something that, that um, you know, is a real, real fear of theirs. So, you know... Uh, thinking that they're content just to have driven us from Moria, and maybe that was all their purpose, and they had nothing else to do with us right. or with the ring. Yeah. Though orcs will often pursue, uh, you know, foes from many leagues if they have a fallen captain. And, and don't you love it that he, he he checks his blade sting from love time to time? This. Right, I love this. It's it's just like a, yep. l- let me pull it out real quick. Oh, we're, it's dull. It's almost we're like good. checking your watch in a way. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. I don't know. I just think like they probably don't check well, maybe objects just, too much. Maybe it's just casual. Know. As casual as just like, oh, let me check this real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me you just know. pull it out. Okay, yeah. it's not blue. All right, we're good. That's, we're a, good. that's a decent yeah. analogy, right? Checking your watch. Yeah. Checking your... I don't know. but Well, because my watch glows blue. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, that's a stretch. Okay, that's okay. a stretch. But Let's anyways. get back to uh, Jaron Tolkien you know, here. So uh, he checks that because he's been hearing this quick patter of yeah. feet. And, uh, you know, he looks back real quick and it's kind of what causes Gimli to, mm-hmm. to, you know, what is it? What do you see? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he says, I don't know. And he tells him yeah, what I, he's been kind of hearing. And yeah, I thought I heard feet. I thought I saw a light like eyes. Um, I have thought so often since we first entered Moria. So he feels like they're being followed. He's, he's mm-hmm. felt for some time um, that, the, that they're, there's something after him. Yeah. And actually, uh, when he looked back, I think he spooked. Uh, Gollum, who was behind him, mm-hmm. and he goes quiet because when Gimli tries to listen, you know, he hears nothing. Right. Uh, obviously. Which would also make Frodo feel even crazier, too. Because he's got to be thinking, you know, with his heightened senses. We got to remember that, Dude, too. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, I mean, their, 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 their sight, their. I, I think we. I, I don't know how, if you can. Like, you, sometimes people try to. You like, kind of uh, sound like me right now. I know. <laughs> Got a real butterbur moment there. How do I spit this? Out? I spit this out. Um, Dental work. How do I spit hey, this gosh. out? No, like uh, I still can't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still can't make the comparison. Okay, elves are pretty good. Yes, at seeing things. You're trying to say how hobbits have an elevated sense, right? Yes, yes. But I'm like, how do you compare that to the elves? There's a, there are times we need a conversion where, chart. I bet one of those mead. Dude, the, I mean, they talk about how sneaky, you know, and how stealthy. Yeah. The um, the 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 elves are. I like to think in my own mind, and, and I know you know. Maybe you guys can talk about this in the group a little bit. I like to think in my own mind that the hobbits are part elven. That I think possibly that they, they have are. pointy ears. They guys. do. I also believe that they, you know, one of the reasons Gandalf picks Bilbo is because of their they're incredibly light on on their feet and they're very hard. If they can go unnoticed, they're small. You know, they can kind of if they really want to sneak around, they can. And doesn't Haldir say there are elves? In this part of the world, too? Uh, I mean, not elves. Sorry. Hobbits. Just cut that part. Hobbits? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, so where else has he seen hobbits? Not in Middle Earth? Where else? Are, what, what are you talking about? I want yeah, more details, he, Yeah, that's a, that's a line that kind of stood out to us later. And I was sure. even thinking as, even, even beyond that, um, his heightened sense um, since he's been stabbed by yeah. the Morgul Blade. You okay, know, they, okay. They talk about how his, um, his vision at night is better. Yeah. 
uh, you know, along with Gimli and, and Gandalf in the mines, he felt like he could see farther and more clearly in the dark. You know, he's kind of not totally just in Middle Earth now. He's in that in that Wraith world as well, that other dimension, if you will. Um, so I was thinking even even his senses that way too. But but he's got to be wondering if he's going crazy a little bit. Yeah. Since no one else is hearing it, you know, is is it just me or is it because of this heightened sense? Um, you know, every time he he tries to point it out. No one else knows what he's talking about. So yeah, yeah. it's not like in the movie where, you know, he goes up to Gandalf and he says, "What is that? Oh, that's Gollum down there." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's been following us for three days. <laughs> oh, what's that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, clear that up. Yeah. So, anyways, I think you guys kind of understood what I was trying to <laughs> say. <there. laughs> I don't know. Uh, so let's move on. So the night wind continues to blow. This this chill is coming up the valley to meet yeah. them. I'll take it. I'm ready for that weather, by the way. Yeah, me too. Let's get there. Honestly. Um, and before them, a wide gray shadow loomed, um, and, and they heard an endless rustle of leaves like, poplar, like poplars mm. in the breeze, right? Yeah. Um, and Legolas is crying, Lothlorien, Lothlorien, you know? He's getting amped. Yeah, he's getting pumped, right? So we have come to the, to the eve of the, of the Golden Wood. Um, alas, that it is winter, you know, so it's, yeah. they've come at, they've come at winter. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, really this, this part, they kind of move into, um, the forest. They're, they're right there knocking on the door essentially. Um, and, and they move in. Knock, knock, knocking on Laurie's door. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, okay. Hope comes back here. Okay. So Lothlorien said, said, said Aragorn. Uh, glad I am to hear again the wind in the trees. Um, we are still little more than five leagues from the gates, uh, but we can go no further. Uh, here let us hope that the virtue of the elves will keep us tonight from the peril that comes behind. Mm-hmm. So I think he really did anticipate something following them, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because and, and it's not normal that someone's trekking through, you know, um, Moria with a wizard. Not that's going to stand every out. week. That's going to stand sure. out a little bit. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Old Belroggy that was there is not to be found anymore. So we might want to call a, the big boss and let him know. Is that a Belrog burp, or are you just excited to see me? <laughs> Earthquake. Um, and we also learn here too that that this place is very special to Aragorn. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. We get this exclamation, and it's almost like just being back. Uh, you know, hearing hearing the wind in the trees, probably smelling smells that he hadn't smelled in a while. It's taken him. It's good for Aragorn's soul, I think. Uh, you know, having just lost Gandalf and this this new burden of it being like pretty much, uh, he's the he is the one calling the shots. You know, moving him up higher into the leadership, which he'll, you know, eventually take on fully. And this gives him a little bit of you know when you just need to pick me up. You know what I mean? You got a big responsibility. It's on your back, and you get a little pick me up. I think that's kind of how he's how he's feeling here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a question for you. So as as we get into, um, we're coming up to the point where where Boromir kind of stands yeah. in front of Aragorn and, and doesn't move and kind of wants to kind of have this uh, little. Is there no other way? Yeah, chat here. I mean, yeah, like yeah. what? Um, no one asks you, Boromir. Yeah, and he, it's something you had said earlier. Um, and he talks about why are we going this way, you know? Um, and he had heard ill things of, you know. Uh, yeah, you go in, you never come out. Morian, right? Yeah, and and Aragorn kind of scolds him that if 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 the wise have, you know, kind of perverted the way in which we think of Lothlorien, then uh, there's there's the issue. Yeah, you know that and that you've perverted. It's still a good place. And I think he, the question is, where else would you go? 
as I look at the map, it's like the only other place that you could go is a, is south along the mountain range. I don't see any path there or any road. They'd be going across yeah. country, uh, which would be tough. He says, he says, unless you, you would go back to the Moria Gate or scale the pathless mountains or swim the Great River all alone. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's showing them how we're, he's like, there is no there other, is no way, other way, yeah. Boromir. So yeah. that's cool that you don't want to go through Lothlorien, but we really don't have a choice. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? And it's not that bad of a place. <laughs> right. You know, we might have we might have some help here and some allies here. Right. Yeah. Um, so to move us on a little bit here, they get a mile into the forest. Um, this is when the, when the, uh, the silver load kind of um, joins up with Nimrodel, right? And, and that's mm-hmm. Legolas points that out. Um, of this stream, the Sylvan Elves uh, made many songs long ago, and we still sing them in the north. Uh, so kind of remembering the rainbow and, and the falls, and he's explaining the, the golden flowers. Uh, that floated in its foam, you know. I know you're much. flowing, but can I, take, can I go back? Yeah. Just, I'm sorry, real quick. Just, dude, is there a guano on your head? Um, Ezra's rubbing his head like, I don't... Dude, see that? You're dry. What was it? I don't know. Something. I didn't see it. What? Is it a fly? Come on, dude. Seriously? I don't know. Bad droppings? I have dude, no idea. Dude, don't even. Okay. Don't even. Go ahead. Well, I just think it's interesting. Right before you were, you know, moving us along here, I got to bring us back. I apologize. Oh, great, cool. Uh, I go know, three Boromir steps forward, says, and you take us eight back. Call me Boromir. He says, "Then lead on," but it is perilous. And Aragorn says, "Perilous indeed, uh, fair and perilous, but only evil need fear it, and those who bring some evil with them, follow me." So, it's kind of interesting. He's 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 saying like, you know, we are we're on this good quest. We're bringing no evil. But, but they kind of are. They are. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think he says that to kind of settle Boromir. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting, the irony of that statement. Like, they're, they are carrying the greatest evil. Not with evil intentions, but, you know, I mean, what is more evil in the ring? It, nothing that we know of. So, boom. And yeah. back to where you were. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so he's talking about Nimrodel, and he's uh, encouraging them to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just saying... Basically, they put their feet in. He wanted to put his feet in for just a bit because it had this like healing, refreshing, you know, power about it. And and the company actually wades across, um, and they all kind of get refreshed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so so that's pretty neat. Um, you, did you ever do that dry creek back home? Oh, we used to wade in the creek all the time. Was it ever like nice and chilly? Oh man, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It was great. Yeah. And uh, always really clear too. I actually, honestly, when I was reading this, because it's it's not very. You know, it could come up in some parts to your knees. If you get in one yeah, of the super over, over by the bank, you could get up to your waist. You know, mm-hmm. and when it rains, you could possibly. We used to get tubes and kind of, you know, go down the, mm-hmm. um, the creek. But it did kind of remind me of just waiting, putting your feet in there for a little bit, and mm-hmm. and, and, and walking across. You know, I'm kind of envious that you grew up with. I always wanted like a. I mean, I, well, I guess where where I lived, I didn't live that far from Kokosing. You know, a couple yeah. of blocks down yeah. the road, but having a creek run right through your backyard, man. Yeah, I mean, it that's was, it was pretty cool. It's pretty magical. Yeah. yeah, and I and I really did think of that when I when I um, was was reading them. You know, just putting their sure, feet in, sure as whatever. It, yeah, getting cooled <laughs> off, man. Getting just cooled off. Um, that one's for Goldberry. All right. So, um, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, at length, a silence fell. They heard the music of the waterfall running sweetly in the shadows. Mm. Uh, almost Frodo fancied that he could hear a voice singing, mm. mingle with the sound of the water. And that's when Legolas kind of asked, do you hear do you the hear voice it? of, of Nimrodel? Yeah. It's, it's so cool. So this, I mean, like her, her spirit, her haunting call, her loss is, 
still echoes yeah. through here. It's, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, it's the first time that I actually really have understood that um, that the river is named after Nimrodel herself. And made there was of old a shining star by day. Her mantle white was hemmed with gold, her shoes of silver gray. You want the next verse? No, oh, I think that was good. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was good. I just think actually. it's interesting. You know, most of these songs are very like loud, boisterous, or or I don't know, just uh, this one's like in such a yeah, soft it's, voice. It's a soft, you it's know, hardly to be yeah. heard, and it almost kind of mimics. You know, do you hear? Do you hear the voice of Nimrodel? Yeah, it's real so, soft. Yeah, isn't like it? yeah. this is almost like ah, he, yeah. he's hearing the soft call. Can you guys barely hear it? I'm going to sing it in that same tone. Yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know. You know, yeah, what I mean? like a little like. Um, a star was bound upon her brows, a light was on her hair, as sun upon the golden boughs in Lorien the Fair. Oh, I don't know. man, come on. It's softer. Get out. It's like a softer, you know. It is. Something. It is. And, and, you know, we're singing about a, a beautiful elf maiden, so why not sing? Did, you know, quietly? another thing, this song, um, he didn't, even, it's a long one. And he didn't even get, he couldn't remember didn't all the verses. He, yeah, you say he couldn't remember, and that also that it was too, wasn't it sad? Yeah, uh-huh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten much, it is long and sad, and it, it tells, you know, how sorrow came upon La Florian. Um, her hair was long, her limbs were white and fair, she was and free, and in the wind she went as light as leaf of linden tree. Yeah. Beside the falls of Nimrodel, by water clear and cool, her voice as falling silver fell into the shining pool, where now she wanders, none can tell, in sunlight or in shade, for lost of yore was Nimrodel, and in the mountains strayed. Yeah. You want to read some more? I, this is beautiful to read. This, this actually is, and I... Falls you, right off the Sometimes tongue. you forget that um, you, you need to do... Uh, you need to cover the song. Yeah, it's, uh, it's telling her story. Yeah, because this yeah. one actually does tell yes, it does. her story. And it's pretty... It's not... It's not so cryptic. I think sometimes it's it's kind of hard because a lot of names are thrown out there. But this really just tells this tells her story in a way that's very understandable. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, the I think elf- a lot of times elves can kind of be that way. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So this one, let's see, let's read a little bit here. The elven ship in Haven Gray beneath the mountain lay uh, awaited her for many a day beside the roaring sea. Mm-hmm. Um, they mention a lot in this mm-hmm. chapter about leaving. Sailing away, not sailing away. Can they? Can they get out? It's it's something that the elves in this area feeling kind of hemmed in. Think about. I think is the yeah. term, isn't it? Feeling mm-hmm. hemmed in. Yeah. Yeah. A wind by night in the northern lands arose and loud it cried and drove the ship from elven strands across the streaming tide. Yeah. When dawn came dim, the land was lost. The mountains sinking gray, beyond the heaving waves that tossed, their plumes of blinding spray. You got the next part. Amroth beheld the fading shore, now low beyond the swell, and cursed the faithless ship that bore him far from Nimrodel. Yeah. So these lovers that, right. you know, so the, you, guys, you guys know what happened, but they, they decided to leave um, Middle-earth to Valinor. They got kind of uh, separated in the mountains, and um, Amroth ended up making it to the Grey Havens before um, the rest of the party in Nimrodel. And waited there for her, but a, a storm came and pushed their ship out. Um, so I'll just keep reading. Of yeah. old, he was an elven king, a lord of tree and glen, when golden were the boughs in spring in fair La Florian. From helm to sea, they saw him leap 
and as arrow from the string and dive into the water deep as mew upon the wing. Chimney. The wind was in his flowing hair, the foam about his about him shone. Afar they saw him strong and fair, go riding like a swan. But from the west has come no word, and on the hither shore no tidings elven folk have heard of Amroth evermore. So a sad story. Like he's he's drowned. Yeah. Um, and then we learned that, you know, that uh, Nimrodell kind of wandered for a long time and then just was never heard from again. Like she kind of got lost in the mountains. They don't know yeah. what her fate. So it says she was, she was lost far in the south in the passes of the White Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And she came not to the ship where Amroth, her lover, waited for her. But in the spring when the wind uh, is in the new leaves and the echo of her voice uh, may still be heard by the falls that bear her name. So just talking about that voice that they're kind of hearing. Yeah. Um, man. It's just a cool, it's a very like dramatic, um, tragic love story that, you know, I mean, it seems to happen to elves a lot. Yeah. And it's just, it was just absolutely beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did have, uh, you know, they talk about her house. The wind was in the flowing oh. hair. No, not that part yet. The wind was in his flowing hair. The foam about him shone. Afar they saw him strong and fair go riding like a swan. And I, don't, I can't remember exactly. I'm sure this is noted because Weta took all our details from the story. But the ships that um, uh-huh. in, in yeah. uh, La Florian, in, in, uh, when, when, the, when the fellowship sets out, you see Galadriel in a... Is she in a ship that looks like a swan? They have some kind of homage the, to a the, swan. On the front, right? Is it yeah, like, like, the, like the bow is... What's the front of a ship? The thing on the front. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. Okay. Yeah. We live in Ohio. There's a lot of water around <laughs> the front of the ship. Looks the like Lake Erie's just right up there. <laughs> There's tons of ships. But anyway, the front yeah, has that swan homage. Yeah. And you brought up the, the talking about the sea. And it's so interesting, too, because I think about, and I, I was it's from playing these clips and trying to find good soundscapes for us. Have you ever noticed? And actually, it was in Canada. When I was in Canada, just sitting outside taken in the sounds it had a real windy day yeah and i was like it's amazing to me how similar the sound of wind through trees and, and the sound of the sea yep they are almost the same exact sound i mean it, it, it like it, they parallel each other exactly yeah so it's kind of cool how you know they're they're in La Florian, it's, it's, it's windy. This, you talk the details about the wind blowing through the poplar trees and it, how that would sound like the sea and their decision. You know, Do they go to the sea? Can they make it? How can they? Right. And then this, this background story of you know, this tragic love that was you know, kind of uh, decided be, because of the sea and because of the, the decision to go to Valinor. It's just yeah, cool. It is a little it is motif really that kind of weaves its way through and very, very interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> correct, dude. I love you, man. I love doing this. I love you too. Um, and and we love all of you listening. By the we way, do. Just yes, so we do. Know. Thanks for putting up with us. Um, we're all having fun, right? Yeah, are we? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so no, he's back. He's back. <laughs> her uh, her house, man. Can you yes. talk about the the coolest tree house that's ever been? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Ever been built right. I mean, so he talked about that the fact that she would live at that her house could be up in the trees and mm-hmm. you start to understand um the different their, their love of yeah just the way yeah. of culture i guess right mm-hmm. that these that they live up in the trees very mm-hmm. comfortable there um you know and, and things and actually i think legolas decides he wants to climb one yeah 
So just to kind of move us on a little bit, he decides that uh, he wants to climb one. And isn't that when, uh, you know, he comes across uh, a, a couple friends? Yeah, that's friends, right. Friends, foes? I'm not sure. That's right. What they are, We're right? We're not really sure yet. That's right. Uh, what's the word that they cry out here? Um, so Daro? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, oh, gosh. Daro. It is said a commuting tone. What's the one before that, though? I, he says, he says, I will climb up, said Legolas. I am at home climbing uh, oh, the Mellern, trees. Oh, the Mellern trees. Oh, that, that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I've, I think that's, is that, that, that probably is the, I think that's the Elvish spelling. If I'm wrong, correct me. But I've always seen it, and, and you see it here spelled later differently, M-A-L-L-O-R-N, which is Malorn. Okay. So the Malorn tree. Um, so these great trees that are found in um, Lorien. And they came from, I did a little bit of research before, they came from Valinor. Okay, and they were also in Numenor. Wow. Um, and they say, real quick, because we don't need to go on forever. I mean, it's beautiful. We could, but yeah. we got some more to get through here. Um, they're immense in size, so which makes me think of like redwoods, right? They're giant. But they're um, a lot like, what did it say? Very similar to birch trees. Okay. Bark was smooth and silver gray. And the leaves were uh, green on top and silver underneath. Okay. So, yeah. And it's crazy because in Canada where we go, there's tons of birch trees. So this is real fresh in my mind, right? Yeah. And they have that beautiful bark that you can peel off and it's so papery. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like the best kind of fire starter. If you're having a fire, you have some birch yeah. bark, boom, goes right up. Right. Good yeah. kindling. Yeah. But anyway, just so, so that's kind of, so it's, think of a, a redwood sized uh, birch tree. And that's neat because it is much are. smoother. It's much more, yeah. uh, you know, it's not that uh, thick bark like yeah, you would thick, imagine rough, right. on like an, like an oak tree or something. Yeah, or even yeah. like a redwood. Their bark is yeah, yeah, yeah. super uh, kind of gnarled and yeah. So, cool. um, so Daro, right? Then the, this commanding tone, he's trying to climb up the tree. Legolas is on his way up and, and, he, and he gets back down. He kind of hugs the tree and he says, stand still. Don't move. Don't speak. Right. And he's, he's afraid here. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's, he's urgent. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, then and surprise then, and fear. Then there's the sound of laughter. They yeah. startle him. Yeah, you know a little bit, right? And he's in their turf. I mean, this is right. So know, they're messing with them too. Just a little yeah. bit. Like <laughs> yeah. I thought they were, but yeah. Um, and so they're speaking back and forth. Frodo's kind of picking some of it apart, but really mm. they're speaking in he doesn't, yeah, uh, a tongue that heard. it's not this uh, that um, it's not one he's familiar with though. Right. Uh, even in Elvish, right? Um, Okay. Wouldn't you have loved to see Legolas like this, though? Yes. In the movie? Like, kind of thrown off for a second, not really in his... Because he's always calm and cool and yeah, yeah. collected. It would have been cool to see him a little, like, shit his pants for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Use a, a Malorn leaf to kind of wipe himself there. <laughs> Whoa, Ez. Hey, Ez, now. come on now. Dude, you know what I've been thinking lately, and... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. But I think at some point, you know, I don't know. Oh boy. I think we should start a Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, I think we should because uh, this one's getting derailed every two seconds. We oh, why? <laughs> He's back, folks. Uh, Gotta get the name just right, though. Yeah. Uh, let's let's kind of spitball it. What do you think? I'm thinking Mirror Lake Podcast. Oh, gosh. Right? And, and our, our kind of our subtitle could be A Time for Reflection. <laughs> <laughs> How about. Um, Gird yourself podcast. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, we could maybe yeah. talk about like grooming and stuff, and 
having fortitude and strength. <laughs> right, okay. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking, how dare you doing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Who came up with that yeah, one? Uh, he who would, who would, uh, he who would pawn would pick a pocket. How dear. Uh, how about uh, Casa Dumford Bed and Breakfast podcast? Yeah, I like it. Um, Kurt yeah. and Kelly will know that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Saving Private Baggins podcast. Wow. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, how about The Beacons Are Lit <laughs> podcast? Oh. Getting how, closer? We're getting closer. How dare you? How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? <laughs> wow. How dare you interrupt this Beautiful. Podcast. All right. Um, yeah, so um, let's see. So they eventually, they go back and forth and, and talk, Legolas to his, um, to his kin, and uh, they determine that, uh, you know, uh, that, they're, that they're okay with, um, like, Frodo coming up, right? Yeah. Um, so he says, yes, they are elves, said Legolas. And they say that you okay. breathe so loud that, that we could shoot you in the dark. Uh, Sam hastily put his, his, his hand over his mouth. Um, but they also say that you need to have no fear. They have been aware of us for a long while. They heard my voice across the Nimrodel and knew that I was one of their northern kindred. Okay, so we love talking about the Frodo-Elven connection. Yep. So why do you think they, they asked just Frodo to come up? Huh. Hmm. I mean, it's just coincidence. Is it because he's elf friend and they've heard about him? He's getting this reputation from all the elves because he's a he's a he's a you know he's kind of like Bilbo. He's a Hold curiosity. On. He's a hobbit that knows elvish. Did they just know this name Frodo though? Because did they get some word know, from Elrond? From Elrond? Okay, never mind. I no, was hoping no, no. that'd be a big deep thing. No, no, no. Uh, it, it could be. That's he's not. he's also elf friend though. He's an elf friend. Just forget about it. It was, oh, it was I, bad. What I thought, what? I, <laughs> just that was kidding. good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wondered. I don't know. I was just kind of. It just hit me right now. I'm like, they just asked. I mean, surely they know Aragorn. I mean, they even say later. I know. You know, his name is known to us. Yeah. But they yeah. want Frodo to head on up there. But you also don't get the conversation between Legolas and you know, like they have this. They're on their own True. tongue. So maybe some things were said, and yeah. that's the one that they decide to hmm. you know good call point. up. Right. Good point. Um, so the ladder comes down. Right, makes it a little easier to climb up these trees, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, they head on up. And uh, when Frodo came at last um, up to uh, the, the top, there he found Legolas seated with three other elves. Uh, they were clad in shadowy gray and could not be seen among the the, the tree stems unless they moved suddenly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of neat. So they 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 really blend in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And so he has a nice little uh, conversation with them. And uh, this is where we kind of learned that, that Haldir basically doesn't get a chance to use the common tongue much. They're very much secluded, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yes, they you are. Know, they, don't, they have some of them, and he's one of them. Uh, uh, Haldir is one who goes out and kind of scouts to see where the enemy's at to make sure mm-hmm. he... Possibly he's someone who they would send to maybe Rivendell, Mirkwood, different places to pass messages or something. So, uh, and, and his brothers obviously aren't as familiar with the... Um, the common tongue, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And you, you made a great point, too, when we were looking at the map, um, you know, as we got his compass out again and we were looking at uh, the lay of the land. You say that a lot, by the way. The lay of the land. Of the that's got to be what it is. I think that's the... That's the um, it's, it's sort of like... Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the way your mind works, which is a beautiful thing because mine doesn't. But they are kind of like a little island. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're, they've got uh, the Missy Mountains to the west... 
Yeah. They're located. It's not a huge forest. Uh, they're, they're on the river. Um, then they've got the Great River to their east. They've got Fangorn a bit to the south. Um, you know, they've got the nothing really to the north. And then over to the northeast, they've got Mirkwood. Yeah, uh, Dull Goldor is nearby. We'll find out. Yep. Um, so they're kind of they're sort of isolated. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's just it's uh, like I don't know. They, they they're going to talk about it here in a bit as to you know they're worried that their way um, their way to the Grey Havens could be actually cut off or that they right. could lose life along the way. Um, at one point, and I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. As they get deeper, they sleep here for a couple of nights uh, or for a night or so, and, and we have that orc troop that kind of passes underneath. Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, so we'll skip ahead just a, a tidbit. Um, and there's, a, there's a point where in which I was kind of confused by the directions. So mm-hmm. I looked at the map to see where it was mm-hmm. that they were looking at looking because out. they referenced Dalgodor. They reference, you know, um, basically this formless, you know, the, it's, it's the in-between. It's, it's the, mm-hmm. you imagine... Um, it's a river. They're looking through or, or past um, the Anduin at one point. It's when they it's when they get closer to the city yep. and and they rise up the hill or whatever. Yep. And I didn't understand it, you know. And so I had to come look at a yep. map, and it, it yeah. was they're they're describing the, the. It's amazing how far they could see. For sure, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And kind of you know just and to I, look ahead. And I misremembered where Dal Goldur was. Me too. So I, I thought I was, imagined them seeing even farther than the. And I was like, how is that possible that they're seeing? I thought that was. I thought that was like. North Mirkwood, that's I what did, I thought. I did too. I thought it was much closer to Erebor than it really is. Um, so it it's is. just it's just amazing because you don't. I, I, it's, it's such a big world, um, and you really you gotta unless you you know you've looked at the map for years, um, and even if you have, it's really helpful to go back and you know as you're reading, follow along with this map to see. Okay, all right, this is what they're talking about. Here we are. This is why they're choosing this path, kind of a thing. It's just amazing. Here we go. Here's the line that you were talking about. So back to where we were at. Um, they're talking about, as, as he's speaking here, he introduces his brother as, what is it? Uh, R- Ramil. Yeah. Uh, I don't R- know how to say it. Ramil. Ramil. Rumil. Sure. Um, yeah. And how do you say his other person? Um, or, orphan? Orof? Uh, yeah. He, I don't think he had parents. I, I don't know. I don't Orphan. Yes, the I name. think so. Um, so he mentions his brothers, and then so right there, if you look, this is the line you're looking for. Um, we have heard rumors of your coming for the pa- for the messages uh, of Elrond passed yeah, by Lorien on their way home up the Dimral Stair. We had not heard of hobbits or halflings for many a long year, and did not know that any yet dwelt in Middle Earth. What is that, dude? Okay, dude, hold on. What does that mean? Shut this thing down. What does that? Hobbit sky home. I don't know, man. I don't know. You do not look evil. Okay. So does that mean does that mean there's hobbits in Valanor? I, does that mean they were there's some island we don't know about that they came from? Because so their origins saying, are a mystery, right? Yeah, They're he, kind of a yeah, mystery. They are. And he's saying we had not heard of hobbits, you know, or halflings for many a long did, year <laughs> and did not know got that it. any yet dwelt in Middle as, Earth. I got it. Yeah. So in the Hobbit, um Bilbo gets kind of mistaken as as a rabbit, right? By the trolls, yeah, right. Because he's kind of a bouncy little thing. He's tiny, and his hobbit sounds like rabbit. Maybe that's what the elves did. Okay, they just, so they woke uh, the trees up, and the trees started talking. Maybe, maybe one of them was like, "Let's turn some of these rabbits into little folk." Boom. <laughs> hey, and they woke the rabbits up, and they became hobbits. You know, they sort of evolved. I don't know. I I think Darwin made his way there when he was on the uh, the beagle, 
and um, you know, he drew him back to the right. the, hat, the rabbit. Wow. Good night, everyone. That sounds <laughs> that sounds a little crazy. Well, you know, uh, but I don't know, man. I think it, something you it caught your attention. In it all seriousness, mine. yeah, and it was when, just when it, very interesting. I first showed up tonight. We had talked about that. Like, what does that line mean? What you does know? that mean? What's what, what are they talking? It's about a little there? thing that you could skip over and just be like, oh, okay, well. But it's it's something to think about. Like, so yeah. what? So that that the implication is is why it gets me. That means that what he's saying is, you know. He's not aware that hobbits were in Middle Earth. That means he's aware that they are somewhere else. That's what I was taking. Right. right. And yeah. where else is that? No idea. So that's kind of cool. That's something to, to chew on. And yeah. guys go crazy. Write your ideas. Start a thread on Facebook. I want to hear. I want to hear everyone's ideas. Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. Uh, now they get in, they get into the company. You know, they basically say Elrond asked us to to befriend you. You're coming with one of our kindred. You know, so uh, you guys are good. How many of there are you? And he says eight. Uh, but he only describes seven. <laughs> he leaves out Gimli. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He, 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 he describes the that's right the four hobbits and and the men and himself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and he finally has to admit the eighth is a dwarf. And uh, you know, Haldir's not happy about that. No, is he's he? not. <laughs> no, he's... I haven't had dealings with uh, dwarfs since the dark days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he tries. He tries Poor to explain Gimli. that you know he's one of he's one of Dane's. You know, uh, trusty people from the Lonely Mountain. You know, friendly to Elrond. Frodo even say he was like he was chosen by Elrond. Yeah, to come exactly. on this quest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, anyways, that they kind of table it, I think, for now, and uh, you know, basically they they have to stay there. The hobbits get to stay up with the elves, you know, and the rest of them had to go under. And basically, the dwarf is under Legolas's watch. He's kind of mm-hmm. like, this is on you. You know, right. you keep an eye on him. Yeah, uh, pass the buck us. too. It's yeah. like that's we'll your hold, responsibility. Yeah, we'll hold you accountable. Right, okay. you Markwood elf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah. No, seriously though. But seriously, seriously. So <laughs> let's seriously get back into this. So once, uh, you know, they're they're trying to get to sleep. And I thought this yeah. was kind of neat. It's just something about hobbits, right? They don't do well sleeping up in trees. No. They couldn't really get to sleep. Right. You know, they had some trouble. And, and Frodo seems to have, there seems, uh, we, we've mentioned in past chapters, this power or something that might uh, be directing his course a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. He wakes uh, at, for some reason, he, he starts to drift up to sleep. Yeah. Um, and he wakes and it's when Gollum is trying to climb up the tree. And he looks down. It's because they make eye contact, I think, uh-huh. that Gollum kind of shifts around the other side of the tree and just disappears. You know, and Isn't they actually, Haldir and those guys let him go because they, he didn't seem, he wasn't an orc. He's not a goblin. You know, they didn't know really what he was. He looked kind of like a hobbit to them a little bit. And uh, yeah, he thought it was a hobbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, or, so they kind of. Because of his skill in the trees. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, and and I, I'd already kind of mentioned that the orcs are passing underneath. There's, they're about 100 yes. strong, weren't they? Yeah. And, and, and I think at one point they're like three, three versus 100. You know, and they weren't yeah. counting in the rest of the company. But still, right. you know, um, they weren't sure if they, you know, let them get deeper. They spread the word. They probably swing through the trees like Tarzan and, right. you know, <laughs> pass the word. And uh, they slay those orcs later they on. They slay them. Big time. They slay them. Um, that's the other thing about elves that's so interesting, too, is they're so wise and when they pick their battles. Yeah. Right. That even factors. I mean, you can imagine a bunch of guys just being like, "All right, let's go take them out." Maybe men would be a little more like hasty, or, or, or I don't know. It's just interesting how they they're like, "Nah, now nah, it's not the time." Right. Even though they, I don't know. No, you're elves right. Elves kick I mean, butt. 
So yeah, they probably could have taken him, but yeah, but but mm-hmm. not. Yeah, you're right. Not I don't know though. I'm actually getting. Um, I think you're you're getting more. But they're not of, stormtroopers. Uh, you're true. right. 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 But I think in the in this uh, when you compare the the movies and, and the book, my level of uh, I don't know what you call it. Like the elves don't seem as boss in the books. Yeah. Some, sometimes just yeah. in the way in which like the number in which Legolas was killing orcs and stuff. Maybe that picks up later on. Well, and maybe but uh, maybe orcs are kind of simplified in the movies. Yeah, I mean they were they were like elves at one time, right? That's true. So, we don't really get that mention of hierarchy. We kind of can see yes, leaders. Yes, we can. We don't really get the. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, they were. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe they're kind of underestimated in the film. They're made to be like you know just easily slain, and maybe it's not not so not so true. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It probably depends on the on the orc. <laughs> yeah, everybody's orking for the weekend. They are. <laughs> so. Um, so, anyways, they had sent um, Orofin, his brother, on ahead to kind of you know warn everybody, and they're going to take care of those orcs later yeah. on. So, I think um, it was interesting how he, how he noted too that it was a, it was like it saddened him to know that they stepped in the river, that yeah. their cursed feet had, had yeah. tainted that beautiful right water. Yeah, um, that was not good. So, and also just for a second that, uh, you know. Hearing the, the the faintly a sound like sniffing, we have sniffing yet again. Going back yeah, to Gollum, is right. that interesting? Yes, actually, you're right. We did have that that reference, but so don't forget it. Do not is what I'm trying to say. Okay, but really, it was just I thought it was so interesting to think about how close Gollum is getting. Yeah, I mean he's he's well, getting bold. Okay. He's got to be driven by that. They're alone. I could get that ring pretty easily. Yep. Could even take out a hobbit if I needed to. Do you I've think, done it before. Yeah. Do you think that's why Frodo was... And part of it's them, them sleeping up in the trees, but uh, mm-hmm. yes, he, I do. He, he's awakened. Yes, I do. By something. And Okay, yeah. let's talk just, about this for a second. Just in time. What you just said, is it the ring? So is it the ring saying, wake up because I've, you're taking me exactly where I want to go, Frodo? Possibly. If Gollum gets me, that's a step back. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, that's that's crazy, point. right? That's a good point. That's crazy. Because we forget about this. I mean, we get so caught up, and that's the genius of Tolkien. There's so many layers. But the ring is a character, too. The ring yeah. is, is the will of Sauron. So, yeah, and the power it has over an individual to wake someone up from sleep. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. That's yeah, a great point, dude. Direct his course a little bit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so, you know, Haldir, uh, they, they sleep, you know, and uh, he kind of takes them, moves them on. Uh-huh. Um, they, they need to kind of cross the river and, con- and continue yep. uh, into Lothlorien. And, um, you know, there's just a lot. There's just a bit here about them crossing. They have the ropes that they send across the river. Uh, that's right, yeah. And to help them get across, it's a little stronger. The elves can do it on one. Everyone else has to do it on three. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Yeah, because it's Legolas who kind of says they don't have the skill to walk <laughs> this path, right? So... Uh, which is interesting. Um, let's see. Where else do we want to go here? Now, friends, said Haldir, you have entered um, into into Lorien or the Gore. Uh, it's it's sort of like the center. The the way I understood this is they call it like the like a spearhead, um, yeah. right? It's almost like the um, trying to understand. Almost like it's it's uh, well, it is what it is. It's a spearhead. It's it's in the center of the of the forest, right? Is that yeah. kind of we're getting. Yeah. It was still pretty big. It's not like it's a small area or something like right. that. Right, and they're kind uh, of being funneled into 
you know, this, well, and if you look at the map for a second here, um, okay, now I lost my way here, buddy, but even even the way those two rivers come together, they're funneling into the forest. Oh, okay, okay, you've okay. You've got Kelebrant and you've you're got right because they actually were just talking Nimmerdell about Nimmerdell, and and it's it forms kind of a spearhead, yeah, yeah. leading right into, yeah, into the further into uh, Lothlorien. Okay, so. now um, this is the the fun part about this and um, the the blindfolding. Ah, right, blindfold. As it was agreed, because it was yeah. agreed, Legolas made the agreement. Gimli wasn't a part of it, but. Right. Uh, it's right. time to be blindfolded, and uh, and Gimli is not gonna have this. No, he's. I mean, he feels insulted. He feels slighted. Yeah, slighted. That's what that he, was very correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't you too? Yeah, because he's the only one. Right. Why pick on the dwarf? Exactly. I mean, it just shows that uh, there's a deep divide. There's some tension there and things. And so uh, Aragorn, you know, being the leader that he is, kind of says, you know, he's uncomfortable. We'll all be uncomfortable. This what is not man. fair. Just you know? another reason I love Aragorn. Um, and actually, Gimli says, I, you know, mates, you're good. Just, just legless. Just legless. <laughs> just legless. I don't need all you guys to be blindfolded. Just him. What's fair is fair. I'm an um, elf and a kinsman here, he says. <laughs> and I think he knew how much. Becoming I th- angry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, well, and Aragorn talks about the stubbornness of dwarves, and then he talks about the stubbornness of elves. Yep. You know, and, and isn't uh, it funny too? How, like, how many friendships form this way? Yeah, where you yeah, start yeah. as like these enemies, then you start ribbing each other, and before long, you're your best friends. I yeah. mean, ours has kind of been the opposite of that. Well, we were really close, and and now yeah, we sort we of hate each other. Hate but each other. yeah, um, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, G- Gimli though actually laughs. Suddenly, he's 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 you know what a merry troop of fools we shall look. <laughs> yeah, uh, will will Haldir lead us on a string? Uh, like many blind beggars with one dog, you know. Uh, and he's probably, he, yeah, he probably feels th- that, that little burst of happiness or, or laughter or whatever probably is brought on by Aragorn's gesture too, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that would make you feel real disarmed. Like, this guy is the one we should follow. Like, what, yeah, a, what a good... He's willing to, you know. Yeah. Gosh. He's comfortable in this area, and he knows that uh, it'll ease Gimli, and he needs Gimli to to continue on with him. He does. They actually tell Gimli at one point, "You can't turn back. Yeah, there is no option here." Yeah. Is the in 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 Haldir kind of said, "I've done and uh, I've kind of already bent the law in this land a right. little." Right, he's too like, "I'm much. taking a risk." Yeah, by having Gimli allowing Gimli I, in these lands. I've let you come this far. Yeah, you should have been blindfolded or stopped right away yeah. and you shouldn't have moved forward until we yep. you know got word really which builds Haldir up as a character I mean Haldir's yep. like he's a he's a boss yeah he is love yeah. him yeah. yep uh, so they, they move along here um, and it's smooth Haldir takes him you know it's a smooth smooth uh, stepping yep. right um, so the rivers long defended us but they are uh, a sure guard no yeah. more uh, for the shadow has crept northward all about us some speak of departing, yet for that, it already seems too late. Yeah. All right. So the mountains are to the west, growing evil to the east. The lands are waste and full of Sauron's creatures. Uh, and, it, and it is rumored that we cannot now safely pass yeah. southward through Ron. And, uh, you know, so this is the part where I was kind of talking about as, as they're walking, they're making some uh, conversation here uh, about why they are so secretive, why they don't let people in and out of their land. Um, they do, they they're they're hemmed in on a, on every mm-hmm. you know side. Yeah, they are. So um, yeah, okay. Now let me see if I can find this real quick here. Um, 
It is said that there are still havens of the high elves, um, but they are far north and west, beyond the land of the halflings. Say what? <laughs> you just let me... Did you... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even if we... Okay. Even if we come to the shores of the sea, we should find no longer any shelter there. It is said that there are still havens of the high elves, but they are far north and west, beyond the land of the halflings. Well, and he, is, is he talking about... Um, I mean, this is interesting. Is he talking about uh, Mythlond, uh, which mm-hmm. is where you leave to go to the Grey Havens? Mm-hmm. Um, Let me scroll up there. Because that's, that's, that's west of, of, uh, of the Shire. Is that north? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I guess... Seems more directly west to me. I I was just sort of uh, I when I read that. I'm, and again, you're, this is this is Haldir speaking because he does go on to kind of say right. that perhaps the Lord and Lady may know, but I do not. He says to so the to him far north and west. Yeah, to the west. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just was thinking. I'm thinking when you look at Hobbit, you know, Hobbiton and the Shire. I'm thinking more directly north and west. It does, you know, it is slightly north and west, I guess, uh, of it. So yeah, but I what just were you kinda, thinking? I, mean, I was thinking. So I was thinking that there might be something else. Uh, he might have been alluding to something else. An, not another, the Shire. Another land. Another in, inhabit. You okay. know. Uh, if you yeah. look over, you know, go beyond the Grey Havens just a, a, a little bit to north and west, even further. What's there? You know, I'm just kind of. Yeah. I, I, I was know. just mystified by that a little bit. I was kind of like, is there? Uh, are there more? Are there more? You know, and also do elves. You know, they seem to stay together in groups, right? Unless they're out kind of wandering and stuff. Has an elf mm-hmm. just set up shop maybe somewhere in, in, in a tree sure. li- living out their life? Probably. You know? Mickledelving. Mickledelving? Um, yeah, I, I mean... Sticklebass McGee. Where, where's Nimrodel? You know, is she still wandering? You know, did she die? She's got plenty of tree houses. Yeah. You know, so, she likes to build those. Um, That's a good question. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Anyways. Um, so you ought at least to guess, uh, since you have seen us, said Mary, there are... Um, elf Haven's west of my land, the Shire, where hobbits live. So he's saying just west of his land, you know. Right. Um, Happy folk are hobbits to dwell near the shores of the sea, said Haldir. <clears throat> it is long indeed since any of my folk have looked on it, mm-hmm. yet we still remember it in song. Tell me of these havens as we walk. <laughs> Mary. So there you go. I, it's, yeah, it's almost like... Um, Mary can't tell him. He's like, I haven't right, but isn't actually how like, seen them. It's but. almost like he assumes Mary has more of a knowledge than than they do because and it's it's, it's but he knows Mary does. He knows where they're at. Right, but it, what yeah. I'm saying is it's, it's just furthering that idea yeah. of how isolated they are. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, it's yep. just yep. crazy. Like to think, you know, true. He thinks a hobbit who I don't know. It's, it's like when someone asks you, "Hey, tell me about this area that's right around your where you live." And you're like, "I've never been there." Well, and you know what? I just you know I actually may have. Now that I'm looking at this map again, a court, where Haldir is at, north and west would be the Grey Havens. Yeah. You know, I mean, to him. So I was yeah. jumping right over to, to, to kind of like, you know, as like, oh, I like think Pippin you got does a, No, you got a point, though, I think. But I like, mean, like, you know, Pippin, you know, he thinks from his hometown, yeah, just west of us is the, is, is the Grey Havens. But, right. you know, Hobbiton is kind of north, you right. know, the Shire, right. the, the Brandywine, all that. It's, uh, you know, north of. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, that's. I, I, but dude, I have yeah. no idea. Gets, it gets you thinking because as we as we come to a new group of elves, it's sort of like, oh, okay, what else is is out there, and, yeah. and who's all in this in this you know in this uh, big Middle Earth? Yeah. You know? um, okay. Um, aha. Okay. 
So he's talking about how they, none of them have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mary says, I, I cannot. Oh, Mary, not Pippin, sorry. Um, I have never seen them. I've never been out of my own land. Um, and if I had known what the world outside was like, I don't think I would have had the heart to leave. <laughs> to leave, yeah. Right? Um, and then Haldir says, not even to see fair Lothlorien. You know, the world is indeed full of peril. Uh, and in it, there are many dark places. But still, there is much that is fair. Uh, and though in all lands, love is now mingled with grief. It grows uh, perhaps the greater. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, let's see. He mentions the lady here in a little bit, doesn't he? We'll draw yes, he back. does. Yeah, he's talking about the shadow drawing them back, right? Um, yes. Oh, this is neat. Okay, okay. Yeah, I have that whole paragraph um, kind of. Okay, so some there are among us who sing that the shadow will draw us back and peace shall come again. Um, yet I do not believe that the world about us will ever again be as it was of old or the light of the sun um, you know, uh, as it was, uh, aforetime for the elves, I fear it will prove at best a truce in which they may pass to the sea unhindered and leave middle earth forever. Alas for Lothlorien that I love. So it would be a poor life in a land where no, uh, Melorn grew. So that I remember I was pointing out to you, like, yes, it's all perspective too. This yeah. is a, this is his home, right? Place in which he loves, you know, maybe which... going West, uh, you know, is yeah. not always everything it's it's chalked up to be. Right. And and I think this is cool too because in the films and really up to this point, it seems like most of the elves are kind of of one mind. Right? Yeah. And this is showing just kind of a different perspective. This to me makes elves more complex. Like Yeah. How you're saying, like, I don't necessarily want to go to the Grey Havens or I don't want to I don't want to go to Balinor. Um, you know, it's I, I love my home so much that I'd rather stay here. Yeah. You know, for um, sure. It's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the next little bit of this is basically just more of them walking along, kind of, you know, taking in um, the sights and sounds. Did you have anything the else there under, un- underlined? Um, I do have a little bit down here. Uh, as soon as he set foot upon the, the far bank of Silverload, a strange feeling had come upon him, oh, and my. it deepened as he walked into the nath. How did they almost pass this it's, part? Good, I, good call, man. I don't, it's, Good job. I don't even know where I am. <laughs> Get into it. It seemed to him that he had stepped over a bridge of time into a corner of the Elder Days. Yeah. Yep. And was now walking in a world that was no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Rivendell, there was memory yeah. of ancient things. Semicolon. Yep. In Lorien, the ancient things still lived on in the waking world. Yeah. So it's a it's a comparison to you know, he's comparing it to Rivendell. What he felt there was pretty magical, but it was a memory. Here, these ancient things are still alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like this, this feeling just hits him. Evil had been seen and heard there. Sorrow had been known. The elves feared and distrusted the world outside. Wolves were howling on the woods' borders, but on the land of Lorien, no shadow lie. Kind of interesting, too, because this just hit me right now. So F- Frodo's got to be thinking like, you know, uh, it's interesting because that sounds almost like the Hobbits of the Shire, does it not? Mm-hmm. They've got their own little community. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the world outside is evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess just seeing the word borders. You know, wolves were howling on the woods' borders. Uh, the elves yeah. feared and distrusted the world outside. That sounds like Hobbits to me, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't it, that interesting? Well, yeah. And, and we don't uh, think of elves that way. We think of elves as being like these overseers and being well connected and being this 
uh, I don't know, this widespreading culture. You're right. And yep. they're kind of hobbity. Maybe that's where they came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you, you're it's right, though. It's, uh, you're right. The, the word borders just kind of you know, bring some attention to or make the connection between uh, the hobbits, you know, not, not, not wanting to leave their land, guessing sort of, you know, as Mary was saying, I've never actually been over there. And, right. and, and Haldir is like, I, I haven't really. He is, even though he is one of their. I don't get out much, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's one of their scouts, though. He's one of the people who yeah. is kind of out using that language. And, and still, even to him, the world is kind of uh, yeah. foreign a little bit, you know? It, it kind of endears elves to me a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it. So, okay. Now, uh, they, they move along here. There's actually a host that kind of moves up, a host of elves that move up alongside of them, and they're actually on their way or have just finished taking out the orcs. Yeah. You know? Um, and they, there's a message that has been brought from Lord and Lady yeah. um, of Gladrum, right? So, which is where they're walking to the city, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, at the heart of this forest. Um, and they're, they're told that even the dwarf Gimli can walk free. They're yeah. all to take the blindfolds off and, and they're good. And it's nice because they get a the chance to really take in the sights and, and the beauties here. Um, and, it, and they even say, it seems that the lady knows who and what is e- each member of your company. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So this, this feeling of, all right, they, this, this lady knows us pretty intimately already. Yeah. So this yeah. build up for this character we're about to meet is pretty uh it's pretty epic. Yeah, and you get a connection back here to to Amroth uh who comes back. We were talking about um, Oh yeah. Isn't that neat, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, Karen Amroth. Uh Nimrodel and, and, and Amroth, you get yeah. that connection kind of full circle here, uh coming back at the end of the chapter. And also this description of Oh my gosh. Can I just read this next part? Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Um Look on us now with friendly eyes. Look and be glad, for you are the first dwarf to behold the trees oh. of the Nath of Lorien since Durin's day. So, yeah. long, long time. When his eyes were in turn uncovered, Frodo looked up and caught his breath. So, <laughs> breathtaking, literally. Yeah. Uh, they were standing in an open space. To the left stood a great mound, covered with a sward of grass as green as springtime in the elder days. Upon it, as a double crown, grew two circles of trees. The outer had bark of snowy white and were leafless, but beautiful in their shapely nakedness. The inner were mallorn trees of great height, still arrayed in pale gold. High amid the branches of a towering tree that stood in the center of all, there gleamed a white flet. At the feet of the trees and all about the uh, green hillsides, the grass was studded with small golden flowers shaped like stars. Mm. Among them nodding, on slender stalks were other flowers, white and palest green. They glimmered as a mist amid the rich hue of the grass. Over all the sky was blue, and the sun of afternoon glowed upon the hill and cast long green shadows beneath the trees. Yeah. Behold, you are come to Karen Amroth, said Haldir, for this is the heart of the ancient realm as it was long ago. And here is the mound of Amroth, there you go, where in happier days his high house was built. Uh, here ever bloom the winter flowers and the unfading grass, the yellow Eleanor mm-hmm. and the pale uh, Nifredel. Here we will stay a while and come to the city of Galadrim at dusk. Mm. Kind of cool connection here. Eleanor is actually Sam and Rosie's first daughter. So how wow. cool is that? And how yeah. fitting too that you know yeah. she's named after a flower and he's a gardener. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. So. 
Um, what a beautiful place. I mean, oh, it, just that description, you're like, no wonder it took Frodo's breath away. Well, and it goes on to continue describing it. I mean, honestly, yeah. uh, they were talking about um, uh, a light was upon it for which his language had no name. They're talking about the light um, yeah. that, that's in this land. You know, and he saw the, the colors um, of, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, let's see. And, and all that he saw was, was uh, shapely, but the shape seemed... Uh, at once clear cut as if they had been first conceived and drawn uh, at the uncovering of his eyes yeah. uh, and ancient as if uh, they had endured forever. So it's, this place is untouched. I mean, yeah. really this is one of those places that might have even during the breaking and things, you know, has been preserved yeah, survived. And, and, and things. So he saw no color, um, but those he saw no color, but those he knew uh, gold and white and blue and green, but they were fresh Right and poignant, yeah, they they had been. Uh, it's almost as if they had been, uh, as if he had first looked upon them and then named them himself, as if he's the. It's yeah. the first time they've been seen in this world. Like he's Tom Bombadil walking around. Yeah, it's 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 something else. There's no blemishes, sickness or deformity, um, just a pure, untouched. Land, yeah, no shadow on the land know? of Lorien. There was no stain. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Wow, pretty cool place. Um, then he turns and sees that. Sam is standing right beside him. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine just, uh, just like looking next to, like if you look oh. next to me or you look next to you and I'm just sitting there like in a daze. You know, <laughs> I love this. Staring around. I, I think Sam's done this before. I can't remember exactly where, but it seems like he has just rubbing his eyes as if he's not sure he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> like a little cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. Oh, I, I feel, uh, like this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I feel as if I was inside yes. a song. If you um, take my meaning. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's the way he kind of puts it in his words. So they, they don't have words to describe. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's it's like this. I feel like I am, but no way to describe how they feel. So and yeah. they haven't really, they've seen a lot of beautiful things. They haven't really come to that point yet. Even right. in El, even in, in Rivendell, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't that way. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting to see them. We, this is a, a, a state that we've never seen them in before. Right. Yep. Um, and, and, and Haldir kind of senses this. He looks and sees. He's smiling. You know, he's, yeah. he's, t- he's watching these guys. He's like, now you know why I don't want to leave, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you feel the power of the Lady of Gladrum, right? Yeah. Um, and you ask him if it, would be, if it would please him to climb up the hill of Amroth, right? So <laughs> to go up on this, uh, on this hill. And this is where I was kind of talking about. I, at the end of this, get kind of, you know, um, t- taken back here. As they look up, I got disoriented a little bit, but mm-hmm. we've described the lay of the land and where everything's at, the landmarkers, and I think uh, if you take a look at that map, you'll you'll understand what they see when they come up to the top here. So mm-hmm. I don't know that we need to to describe that. He, they talk more about the texture of the the the, the trees and um, mm-hmm. the life within, you know, all all of that good stuff. So um let me see here anything else that's really at he the, gets that view do you want to read about that view we kind of talked about it though didn't we we did talk about it yeah um i, I gotta read that uh, description of how frodo finds aragorn yeah so after they get done kind of yeah. looking you know up there here's the part that kind of um yeah, let me see if i can find it real, yeah. real quick he when he gets to the top of that hill the sun that lay on lothorian had no power uh, to enlighten the shadow of that distant Goldor. Yeah. yeah, so he's looking across the way there. Uh, there lies the fastness of um, southern Mirkwood, said Haldir. Okay, so maybe it was this that it, they're looking at the southern part of. Mm-hmm. I, I must have misread that. I thought they were looking south. I thought they had faced south yeah. at one point or something. Yeah. And I was like, what? How are they looking south and seeing 
seeing that, but it was just right. they're talking about the the southern part of of Merkwood. Yep, that's, that's that might have been what's what I, Yeah, how I misread it too. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and read that. Yes, yeah, as, as he comes back down, I just love this dude. I, I think, I think this is is obviously my the highlight of the chapter for me, and it it just it makes it. I mean, any any moment where you you got Aragorn reflecting on his love, it's it's a beautiful thing. So, at the hill's foot, Frodo found Aragorn standing still and silent as a tree, but in his hand was a small golden bloom of Eleanor, and a light was in his eyes. He was wrapped in some fair memory. And as Frodo looked at him, he knew that he beheld things as they once had been in this same place. For the grim years were removed from the face of Aragorn, and he seemed clothed in white, a young lord, tall and fair. And he spoke words in the elvish tongue to one whom, er, uh, whom Frodo could not see. Arwen Vanemelda Nemarie, he said. And then he drew a breath, and returning out of his thought, he looked at Frodo and smiled. Here is the heart of Elvendom on earth, he said, and here my heart dwells forever, unless there be a light beyond the dark roads that we still must tread, uh, you and I. Come with me. And taking Frodo's hand in his, he left the hill of Keren Emroth and came there never again as living man. <laughs> just want to cry. It's just amazing. Dude. So on the, the connection of, of Lorien and, and Arwen, uh, you know, it's kind of cool because, I mean, gosh, dude, let's make this show about Aragorn because we were just transported in time to when he was a young man there yeah, um, yep. and spent time there and, and fell in love with Arwen there. So, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Just yeah. unbelievable. Excuse me. That was yeah, uh, a little, little rainy out there. <laughs> but anyway, really a cool way to kind of – and then just that kind of that – I don't know. And also, the I guess the, the comparison. So we start this chapter with Aragorn having to be kind of the, you know, the pillar of strength mm-hmm. to push them on and to almost kind of block off his emotions, right? He doesn't even have time to mourn Gandalf. He's like, let's go. We got to go, guys. Yeah. And then at the end of this chapter, we see him in a moment by himself reflecting uh, and, and, and remembering and, and being vulnerable and emotional. It's yeah. just a beautiful, um, I don't know, kaleidoscope of who this character is, of why he's the best leader. Dude, isn't it and sad? His complexity. Though, is it? You almost wonder: is this the spot in which he met her? I don't. I don't I actually wonder. know because that's a great. That's a great point. Such a such an emphasis on um, you know that he would never come there again as living man. Yeah. Does he come there in some other form? That's My great. question, dude. That's a Tolkien great leaves question. it all open, you know, to kind of. Uh, I, I I don't know. I it's yep. just very interesting to me. Yes. Um, and you know we've been doing uh, a little bit of research in for, for our um, Hobbit's Guide mm-hmm. and uh, Baron uh, and, and and Luthien and the story there. Something that's often kind of um, stuck out to me is afterlife mm-hmm. and the idea of what is beyond. You know, yes. and it was kind of I think I don't know if the, I could be str- I might be struggling here, but the idea that we knew where elves go. We knew where other creatures in Middle Earth go, but it was a secret to to Ilavatar that where men would go mm-hmm. in the afterlife, you know, and where they would tread. Uh, and I just think it's interesting. It's crazy man. It, it's just, he, I don't know. This is my because we just so often talk about where uh, they would pass. You know, the elves mm-hmm. passing west and things, and, uh, and and going to that that fair land. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to fact check myself real sure, quick. Yeah. So it's not where he he met Arwen. I misremembered that. Yeah. Uh, he met her there again. 
Okay. And they lived. See, I wasn't sure. They, I didn't know. Yeah. Because I mean, his history is like, it's crazy. Yeah. They lived there together. Okay. Uh, and at midsummer, uh, he gave her uh, the heirloom of his house, which is the Ring of Bera here. Mm-hmm. And that's where they were pledged to, to be married. So it's their engagement spot. You know? Mm, okay. So. Oh man, pretty amazing. Those those pretty emotions amazing. there, you know. And yes, he, and then just him walking away hand in hand, you know, with with yeah. uh, with Frodo. Yeah, there's just oh, there's so many levels there. I mean, yeah. we could talk forever. So it's, much. I know it's great, beautiful. It's cool. Yeah, it, you know, and and again, we probably didn't do this, this chapter. Uh, you know, it, it had some cool stuff in it, and we always mm-hmm. kind of try to be passionate about the chapter because there is a lot to it. Um, it didn't have any of those epic, you know. Uh, moments, but uh, yeah, there's right. some neat stuff. There's some neat connections uh, and, and tidbits, some history, mm-hmm. you know, and setting up um, a really big meaning in next chapter. Yeah, absolutely. So really important to the company uh, and, and the fellowship as, as they go forward. Yeah. Much needed, actually, with yes, the loss is. of Gandalf. Yes, so, it is. All right. Um, Beautiful. That is the chapter. Sorry for all the uh, sticklebatness we got into there um, during the reread. I'm not sorry. You know, I'm sorry for Lane. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're sorry for me. I'm sorry for you. Okay. What the heck? Here we go. Uh, we are into, let me make sure I've got the, yeah, by order post. Goodness. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I wanted to do, um, while you, while you get that pulled up, I don't know if you have our, our, um, uh, we we have a Tolkien story from JR, uh, that we want to talk about. First, we'll do Mike Upshaw's, but I want to give everybody kind of an update as to where we are. We have some awesome stories. We've got, uh, Oh, we've got Corey, we've got uh, Alex, Aaron, Shelby, Mariah, uh, Michael, Jennifer, Susie, Charles, uh, Shona, Richard, uh, Emma, Erica, so on. We've got Richard, Becky, um, Tammy, Timmy, There you go. They're all there. We've got all of your stories coming up. I just wanted you guys to know that I had them and I have them in order. Some guy Uh, named Urza Crick. Urza Urza Crick is in there uh, as well. (laughs) Sounds like Uh, trouble. But uh, yeah, so we we're gonna kind of some weeks we'll do two, some weeks we'll do you know one. Uh, we kind of like to highlight one. It's nice to just yeah. to highlight one and really, yeah. you know, uh, take it in. But this week we've got uh, two for you. So um, beat birdie. Um, I do want to make a quick apology, real quick. Um, it has to do with uh, a, a clip that we played uh, with Luke and Abby from last. Oh yeah, last week. I told Ez it was just kind of bugging me. I. You hear me in that clip say, and this is just mostly for myself, guys. To so just sort of, I feel like I'm going to confession here and, and and talking to a priest. All right, I need to wipe this wipe this clean and let you know that I, I I I got the facts straight. But I said something about the journey taking 13 months. As this journey, this quest to yep. destroy the ring does not take 13 months. Yep, it takes six months. Dude, I had no idea. I had never really mapped it out like that. And I don't know why it was bugging me. I'm like, I was like, is that? I want to make sure that's right. I was like, I'm going to go back and check because. You know, stuff gets fuzzy. Numbers sometimes get misremembered. Went yeah. back, triple checked it, and then I was like, maybe I was thinking of Bilbo's journey. Maybe that 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 whole thing took thirteen months. Went and looked. Nah, it's about it's about six months. So <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm I'm sure there's there's some of you who are like me who are like love the details, and when they're wrong, it kind of bothers you a little bit. And so yeah. I apologize for that. Hey, so anyway. and, you, and you know, honestly, um, if we do make a Make an error. Something I know you guys always mention in the thread. Bring up stuff that we forget, or yes. you know things that we misremember, or what have you. So that's always super helpful. No, it is know very that. helpful. Um, you know, and we got to uh, sharpen each other's swords. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's good stuff. So got to be a better way to say that. There, but that was the best way. Okay, so. I think it was. <laughs> okay, all, all right. right. Jr's. Um, yeah, actually, let's do let's do Mike first. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I just got finished listening to your many meetings episode. It reminded me of a humorous moment in my life in. 
joy. <laughs> um, and this is this shocked me. I, I when I opened this, I was kind of like, what? <laughs> um, okay, let's see if I get this right. So it was the night of first showing Fellowship of the Ring. In my first year of college, pure joy did I sing. The books all had read, all but a few, uh, to all it was familiar, but to my lady all new. Throughout the whole theater, this not a whisper awesome. was made. Uh, each fanboy sat motionless. <laughs> all noises did fade. Uh, then came uh, at scene, the ring did Bilbo seek. Um, he, he lunged forth towards Frodo, and next to me, shriek. Uh, all, all, all eyes were rent. Uh, from that wondrous screen and passed through my lady, uh, but pierced me uh, who they thought mean. <laughs> my lady sat wailing and, uh, and sobbing with tears uh, while patrons all grumbled and threw at me jeers. Alas, of that lady, I dared not bear longer. And now, many years later, my wife is much stronger. <laughs> that's awesome. It's really good. Uh, oh, sorry if I botched awesome. it a little bit, but that's really, really good. So, that's beautiful. Uh, there's a story for you. That you is, know? man. What a cool way to to uh, narrate that for His us. His wife is much stronger. There True to go. Tolkien form. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. You got to be careful cool. who you bring with you to the theaters to watch these things. And, you know, you know? I, I have a couple of stories that are kind of similar. I It's... This is not for me to share stories, but I do want to share it real quick. Mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, I knew Goldberry was the one for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I knew that. But what really confirmed it in my mind and my heart and my soul was Sarah had never seen Lord of the Rings, right? Uh-huh. Didn't, I, I think she had seen like parts of some of them because they're popular. Yeah. First time I showed them to her, uh, we sat through Fellowship. I was like, do you want to watch the next? She goes, yes, let's play the next one. Are you serious? Mm-hmm, Are we just finished. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's do it. And these extended editions, mind you. Yeah, yeah. Watch Two Towers. Did you like that? Uh, yeah. Well, can, when are we starting the third one? I was like, well, let's take some time. Like, let's. All right. <laughs> so we watched the third one. Yeah. And the moment I knew that this this woman is my gold barrier, that she is the one who completes me, that she is the one I, I will only be able to strive to be worthy of, mm-hmm. is when Sam and Frodo, you know. On, on the on the edges of Mount Doom, and he says, "You know, can't carry it for you, Mister Frodo, but I can carry you." Yeah, I'm I'm weeping, and I've seen it a million times. <laughs> I look over at my wife, and tears yeah. streaming down her face. Let's go. You know, sniffling. Yeah. Uh, 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 even doing some, <laughs> you know, those crying <laughs> sounds. And I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> it's over. Let's get yeah, yeah. It's over. Let's get yep. married right now." <laughs> so. That's awesome, yeah. Beautiful. That's how you know. But That's you got to you know. make sure. You do. Got to make sure. You get. You got to put them through that. Uh, you know, take your take your loved one, whoever it may be, and you know, sit them down for the extended edition. And I if, also. Uh, it also. Yeah, the extended edition. Is That's where. That's where you trial by. You know. It also reminds me of a. I did a. Uh, the the twelve days of Narnia. Oh really? Yeah, I, I wrote a poem years ago. Really, kind of reminds me of that. You have to bring Christmas that out for us sometime. I think I deleted it. It was on um, one of those, you know. I'll find it for MySpace everybody. or whatever. Fear not, folks. I'll find it. All right. That's enough gabbing from old Butterbur. Let's get into JR's Tolkien story. All yeah, right. Let's hear it. 
Hey guys, we are joined by a special guest now. Uh, we've, we've got uh, JR uh, from the uh, Sci-Fi Shenanigans podcast, and uh, we want to kind of have him share his um, his Tolkien story. But first of all, JR, how, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's um, it's always nice to talk to another uh, Tolkien uh, fan. Yeah. So yeah. And while professionally I'm a sci-fi writer, and, and so that's what you know my public image, if you would, focuses on. I still still nerd out about the elves and the dwarves, and yeah, I'm totally so and in. In fact, um, some of the stuff that I read that I don't actually publicly talk about as much because it's not branding is essentially like there's a Mark Allen Idlehype basically took the Roman legions and stuck them in the middle of Middle Earth. Holy so like I still wow. get down with that stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I totally. So that's great. Yeah, it's uh, the Chronicles of an Imperial Legionary I'm Officer. Gonna... It's, the, it's a long winded title, but it's good. That's a, that's a title that only Tolkien could appreciate, I think. So, <laughs> right. so JR is an upper. We actually were just on his podcast, which was amazing. I yeah. had a lot yeah. of fun talking to him we miss chris we want to we want to meet chris but um we want to have jr on and share his tolkien story so jr tell us about how you got into tolkien um how you meandered into middle earth and uh just tell us your story there if you don't mind so i actually was a late bloomer when it came to reading i remember uh when i was in first grade in kindergarten my parents had to bribe me with fishing trips to get me to actually sit down and read and i I would drag my feet and pretend like i couldn't read just because i didn't want to (laughs) until they were like like, we're not going on this fishing trip until you finish whatever many pages. And so suddenly, like in, in two minutes, I had all of what I'd spent the last half hour doing. Uh, but I was just never really a big reader. And then I remember as a kid watching The Hobbit, the uh, animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was kind of cool. And so I was in about the third or fourth grade, I think. And my mom was like, you know, you really should read because, you know, she had just read, probably just read some study. I wouldn't say Cosmo because I don't even know if that was a thing <laughs> or that she reads it. But like one of those parenting magazines, she had read them study about, oh, you know, you got to get these kids to read. It'll help them get into college yeah, and, you know, yeah. all the all the stuff they tell people. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you should check this out. And so she gave me, um, at that point, a copy of The Hobbit mm. uh, after I, because I liked the cartoon so much. And that's when I had that sort of epiphany moment all readers have where you're like, holy garbage, the, the book's <laughs> way better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so from there, I was hooked. And so I remember um, getting done with that. And I said, I, I want to know, like, what happens next? And she said, oh, there's this thing called Lord of the Rings but it's it's a bunch of reading you probably wouldn't like it so i'm like no dude i, I i'm gonna do this thing let's go to the library and so the the local library did not have a copy um for whatever oh. reason i they do now huh. um but they didn't at the time or maybe it was just checked out i don't remember but it happened to coincide with you remember the scholastic book club oh yeah uh-huh. oh yeah they used to like the travel and library used to be the yes. coolest thing ever you'd blow your whole year allowance in one day yes it was great yeah. great times uh and so they were coming to town and so i was like well i'll just get it there and i you know, rode my little bike to school with all my, my coins in my pocket and they don't, they didn't sell it. That was considered too advanced for, for was it third or fourth grade? Yeah. But I mean, I, I was an advanced reader. And so at that point in time, I went back sort of like in defeat with all my money clinking in my pocket. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Nobody bullied me and stole my milk money. Cause they would have gotten a lot that day. <laughs> but, uh, and so I got home and I told my mom, I was so upset. I'm like, they didn't have it. And so finally she relented and we went to, um, it wasn't books a million. It was maybe Barnes and Noble, I don't know, whatever one of the bigger bookstore yeah. chains was at the time. Um, and so we went to the bookstore and sure enough, they had it. And from there, it was off to the races. But that that first, uh, the the Hobbit cartoon, the old one, uh, that still has a special place in my heart. In fact, at some point in time, I'm going to track a copy down for my kids because they're at the age where they can appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's how I started.
started. So I started with The Hobbit and the cartoon, and then I got into the uh, the books. And then I was when did the movies come out? What late nineties? Oh one, oh two, oh three. So I was in college, and I went to a military college, so I was a little bit distracted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then shortly after I graduated, in fact, before I graduated, and then after I graduated, I did both my deployments to Iraq. So I actually caught the movies years later. Wow. And so I've seen them. I enjoyed them, but um, but for me, it was it was the cartoon and then the books. And I've read the books a bunch of times. And so I was talking to my wife. I said, I can't really talk, you know, publicly about the fantasy I'm reading or not as much because I don't want to, you know, confuse the branding. Yeah. yeah. And, and dirty little secret is, is, you know, JR, the author has a Facebook page. Justin does not. Not that anybody calls me that, but like my personally, I, I, I wouldn't have social media. Like I didn't even do the MySpace when that was a thing. Like Tom and I were never friends. Holy. Smoke. So like I, I, I'm <laughs> my wife says I'm a throwback. Like I'm like uh, a few hair shy of a neanderthal so like i'm totally not down for like the social media but when i was looking for podcasts because that i i do enjoy yeah um i I found i said well let's see if we could find anything for fantasy and we typed in fantasy and podcast in itunes and you popped up and it was like we listened together wow my wife and i that is the podcast and so she got in a a pretty severe car accident last year and so she's got lots of doctor's appointments right now oh she's she's doing fine yeah um and they've got the surgery uh next month and everything's going to be good after that okay um, but while we're driving to and fro to all these doctor's appointments, we, li- we listen to you guys. Wow. And sometimes I have to pause it because she's one of those TV watchers that will talk over everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you've got to pause it so you can talk to her because she'll, like, talk. She's she's talking to you, but you don't hear her. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so so we, we have a four-way conversation uh, with you while, while we listen. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Wow. wow. Four-way conversation. So I got her hooked on... Yeah, I got her hooked on podcast when I read the Outlander series as a kid, uh, I guess in middle school. It's uh, by Diana Gabaldine, Gabaldon. Um, it's nominally, it's a it's a romance book, but basically it's it's time travel to Jacobite Scotland. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't there the, a TV, the TV show about that? They, they did. Stars did a movie adaptation. And so when that first came out, there were a lot of podcasts where like people react to it. And there was one where it was like a Cess, I think they called it like a Cessnation in English. I, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but, but basically the this, this lady that loved this series and had read all of the books and her husband happened to be Scottish and had never read the books. And so they were watching the TV show together. And so that got her into podcasting. And then from there, it's like, huh, what wow. next? <laughs> so so we, we actually are going to, because it expires in December, we're canceling our XM radio because we don't listen anymore. We just listen to podcasts. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. That's hilarious. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's $100 I won't be spending next year. So that's also good. <laughs> exactly. That's right, man. Um, okay, so uh, if you had to pick a uh how about we do this favorite book it could be the hobbit or within the trilogy or another book that tolkien wrote that you read um and then your favorite film adaptation could you do that for us sure so that's gonna be easy i loved okay. for the book i love the hobbit because it's first right like i read okay. that first so it has yes. that special mm-hmm. place your first love right and so i've read everything else but uh frodo i mean he's uh I-, I liked him but the <laughs> hobbit right it's the hobbit yeah. and so yeah. and it was it was such a tightly woven story for for what it was that and just the pros in that were just so like he's the Tolkien was the guy that taught me that reading could be fun mm-hmm. right yes. yeah. and it, the way he worded things like partly it's you know he was a um, from a different era like they talked differently they were more formal so the, the writing just sounded melodious I guess if that's even a word I could be making it up who knows sure for sure but yeah so I just liked his his voice like the way he wrote so I, I like The Hobbit um, I've also read The Cimmerillion yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, which I enjoyed mostly because it's like it's down in the weeds um, with other fellow nerds. Most people are like, what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, There's a lot 
people but, away. A lot of people are scared of the Silmarillion. I liked it, but yeah. mostly because it's just more, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And if 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 the writing technology had been what it was back, I mean, because you know they're hand-packing it on those old yeah. uh, typewriters, yeah. and then you got the pages and the you know all that that goes with that. So I mean, the fact that like the pulp era guys could do what they did is is amazing. Yes, it is. But but Tolkien wasn't. He didn't write that fast. He had a real job, right? And so right. not that writing isn't a real job, but right. and yeah. so he he didn't produce as much as he could have. Right. Um. And so there's just there wasn't as much. So for me, it's like oh more sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've got mixed feelings about the re the re release of the expanded versions that his dad had. Okay. Mostly because um, did you ever watch or read? Excuse me. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. reads it in school. So yeah. Yeah. when she first wrote that, she wrote uh, Go Tell the Watchmen, and I'm drawing a blank on oh. the lady's name. Oh. And so, but. Uh, Harper Lee. Yeah. So I read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, that was one of my favorite sort of literary type stories I read. And so then when you go back and you read To Go Kill, uh, To Go Tell a Watchman, which came after, it's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. So I, I'm a little bit leery because I'm just afraid. Like, Tolkien took it out for a reason, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of leery. Yeah. Um, I could get down if they, like, highlighted it in such a way that you can see what was taken yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that, I could also see how that could be distracting. Sure. Sure. Um, so that's, that's the books and then as far as the movie um i actually haven't seen i own it i just haven't had a lot of free time i haven't seen the new version the the trilogy movies of the hobbit for the one book yeah. although i don't understand how the hobbit got three movies I think. but arguably the the lord of the rings trilogy which was three times as long <laughs> got three movies like i i feel like like i've watched all of the, the the lord of the rings movies i did enjoy all of them yeah, yeah. we're still asking ourselves the same question I, yeah we're still asking ourselves the same question. I, I i never understood how that got like how they yeah. broke that up. Well, I, I actually, it was a monetary Absolutely. decision. The Lord of the Rings trilogies they made first. They did so well. They're like, we're going to milk this train right now. Yep. And we're going to do three books for The Hobbit. Yep. Not that, you know, I'm complaining or three movies for The Hobbit because right. it's on my list to watch. Like, yeah. you know, when I play hooky from work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed the movies. I did. I, I am excited. I've heard you guys talk about uh, Amazon getting the rights. I, I'm curious to see what they do with it. Right. Amazon does a pretty. What would be your, what would be, what would be your favorite? Sorry to interrupt you, but what, what would you want the show to focus on there's so much that universe is so expansive like i'd yeah. love them to go to an earlier age where it's like the universe that we love it's got that feel yep. but they don't step on any toes so one of the yep. things that you know we, we've talked on on my podcast about star wars and one of the things that people complained about is some of what they did was retconning it was like well if they could do this because they did it in this movie why didn't they do this over here which happened like months later on the timeline uh. and so there's that danger when you go back and you tell a parallel story you either spend so much time threading the needle to get the details right um, that you lose the story or you're going to break some of the continuity and, and like diehard readers are like no 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 that's not what a ranger would do yep. mm-hmm. or, or you know what, whatever the case may be so by going before or after I think that could be that could be good the other thing that they could do that happens in the movies and in the books but remember when they went through that uh, uh, abandoned dwarven city that like everybody was dead I've drawn a blank on the name Moria, yeah, Moria. like they could totally yeah. tell the story of what yeah. happens there's an epic yes, like, yeah, that's like right, that'd yeah. be right up there with like Beowulf and Gilgamesh, the story of whatever happened there. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah for sure. That's good. That could be like a modern classic if they did it right. We actually just talked about that because we're that's our next episode that's coming out is the chapter we're in the in the chambers of uh, Marzabal. Right. And uh, like the book that, that Gandalf finds, there's there's enough details, but there's enough that was scrawled out or like bled on that you could have you could take some liberties, but you could still tell an account of mm-hmm. of how how that colony went down. And yeah. so yeah. yeah, there's the other great 
thing about that is, so I mentioned earlier to you off off air, but that I was um, trained as a historian. So I actually um, yeah. was halfway through a master's degree in colonial American history at, at Villanova before my deployments in the head injury. Uh, and so I do, you know, you, you accept as a basic premise that there's what we call unreliable narrators that, you know, some of these books are written with an agenda as far as people writing it at the yeah. time. So for instance, if you're American, a lot of our founding fathers, any correspondence they had that didn't put them in the best light, some of their family member, oops, that fell on the fire. And so right. Right. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Franklin is a prime example. And so the, the reason that pertains is, is what's on that book doesn't have to be exactly parallel to what really happened. Yeah. And you could do yeah. that and nobody would question it if you if you acknowledge that the book wasn't true. Like if you, if you could fit yeah. that in. So there's just so much there. But I, I yeah. feel like every time you went somewhere, like I'm, I'm talking, I could totally dig the Real Housewives of the Shire, right? I mean, like there's there's stuff yeah. there too. Like, so I, See, I, and I think that's where the most drama is. <laughs> Right. Do a Downton Abbey that's in the Shire, and I would I'd eat that up, man. So yeah, it'd be great. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but I I, I dig the um, the pure vocals too. And so there's a, a singer. His name is Peter Hollins. Him and his wife do music on YouTube, and they're independent mm-hmm. artists. But they did Peter Hollins did a song called The Green Dragon. Oh wow! And so he's it's and it's set in a bar that sort of has that um, Tolkien vibe. And so I just keep thinking when I saw that, I'm like, you know, there's a story in there about what happens at the Green Dragon. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So I mean that that could totally be its own series right there. It could. Like like uh, the yeah, Tokens version of for that for years. <laughs> Tokens version of Cheers, right? Yes, thank you, man. I've been pushing that for years. Yeah, I, that's my. If I had a if I had a, a card that I could hand over and they would say yes, we're gonna do this. I would want a I would want a dramedy set in the Shire, just in the Shire, exploring the families and all the gossip and all the history. It'd be fa- it'd be amazing, fascinating. Talking about when the you know when the snow came and the werewolves came over or whatever the ice wolves and they had to be driven off by the you know. The, the, the hobbits in charge it would be it'd be incredible yeah i'm with you. I, I did i did like the hobbits but i i will say maybe it's because my my family um you know were germanic and scottish like you know when they finally immigrated to the u.s it was like they kept marrying each other so everybody were even though years <laughs> later and many different bloodlines but we're still pretty much half german half scottish so for some <laughs> reason like the dwarves and the mountain people that sort of spoke to me so i i sure. I, I always yeah. fall back on i, I love me some dwarves but but yeah, yeah. the shire was a, a close second <laughs> Yeah, awesome. they're hardy folks. The, right? the elves, I couldn't yeah. get behind as much. They were a little too standoffish. They were a little too aristocrats. They were, yeah, I and I think that was done okay. intentionally. If you look at the era, and you know, with the the class system and everything, I mean, it makes sense why Tolkien did that. And you know, he came out of the Psalm in, in World War One, and, and what's that expression about World War One? Uh, lions led by donkeys. So he did not have a very high opinion oh, yeah. of the upper class. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. So it's, I mean, I definitely understand it, but it, he, it did sort of make like, and a lot of like, if you, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons player, like the elves, there, kind of cool. I'd hang out with them. I'd, you know, we'd go hunt deer or something together, but the elves and, and Tolkien, eh, not so much. Yeah. 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 You, you get the impression that they'd drink their tea with their pinky up and, and look down their noses <laughs> at you. Yeah, that's right. Crystal clear water and lettuce only. <laughs> right. Um, Where I'm more for the eaten, like the Shire and the, and the cold right. beer from, from the dwarves. And, you know, those are some, yeah. those are some hardy folks I could get behind. That. Oh, yeah. They oh are. yeah. They are. Well, JR, we could probably talk to you for, uh, I don't know, uh, hours, days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could. Um, we want to thank you for coming on and sharing your Tolkien story. Tell others uh, how they can listen to more of your voice because um, your podcast is awesome. You guys you guys have sci-fi authors on. So explain a little bit about where they can listen to you. All right. So um, our website is sfshenanigans.com. Uh, we don't really do much there. It's mostly just a static page where our, our podcasts upload. And then mostly we hang out um, if you, you know, we're, 
anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us, Sci-Fi Shenanigans. But we also have a, a Facebook group of the same name, SF Shenanigans. And we basically nerd out about fantasy and, and science. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So, yeah, right up our alley, too. We like that stuff. Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh, Absolutely. JR, thank you for being on here. Uh, we appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in Middle Earth. Absolutely. Looking forward to the next episode. Thanks, brother. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, uh, I think we get a little long-winded there, but you know, it's uh, it's good talking to Jr. Jr. is easy to talk to. He's so. easy. Yeah, he is, man. And it's really I, cool to, to hear that he and his wife uh, read along with us, and yeah, and yeah. are part of the book club. Amazing. So yeah, go so, check him um, out. He, he's a fantastic guy. And I think we're gonna be on there in a couple weeks or something. Uh, yeah. Talking with with uh, talking with him, sci-fi so. stuff. That's right. Yeah. So, and I never even thought about the difference between sci-fi and fantasy, and how people really like to keep the two separated, and they yeah. don't want to, you know. There's mix. arguments about what classifies as which, what is Star Wars. You know, as exactly. I don't yeah. know. Good thoughts. So, all right, guys. Um, we have gone a little long today, but that's okay. We always do. Um, Quick strawberries with cream in five seconds. Are you ready? Yeah, I got it. Would you yeah. rather spend the night with Haldir or Elrond? Or Gildor, or Glorfindel. We have a sleepover in the trees. So, who would you stay with as? Um, honestly, Gildor. What? Yeah. People are going to be so disappointed you didn't say Glorfindel. No, I mean, I don't think I don't think Glorfindel is cool to sleep sleep over with. I don't think he's. I don't know, man. He's too. He's serious. I, if you're talking, just spend the night, chill out. I think you know. Okay, uh, Gildor back back near home, and they did that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just think it'd be be fun. I think for once, as we're in agreement, are we? I'm Good. going with Gildor too. Yeah, because right now, you know, Haldir is they're in like I don't know, man. They're depressed. It's just right. I'm if we sure had maybe fast- Haldir later, like over in their turf, it would be cool. You know, maybe if we had to fast forward and I threw Gladriel in there, are you still picking? Gildor? Oh yeah, I don't. I wouldn't hang out with Gladriel. Yeah, jeez, I'm kind of a you know. Ice. Okay. All right. Wow, why don't you shout at everybody while you're... <laughs> Turn your headphones down, dear. Okay. Um, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for, you know, again, putting up with us this episode. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, this is uh, Share the Load, so just a time for us to, you know, plug uh, our Patreon series where, you know, we uh, dive into to Middle Earth. Um, we dive into the histories. We dive into New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> Can we speak? <laughs> New Zealand-minated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, it is, le- it is almost 12.30, so we are... Mm. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. But anyways, no, uh, head on over to uh, patreon.com forward slash uptalkintolkien, and uh, you can get a shirt there. Uh, like we've said at the top of the show, we're working on those. We've got our history series coming, uh, all that good stuff. I love how flustered you are right now. It's great. It's great, yeah. <laughs> all right, on to our weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite Farewells. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into chapter seven of Mm -hmm. book two, The Mirror of Galadriel. That's right. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us that shadow fax. Shadow fax! We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight, and remember, Frodo lives. 
Oh yeah, we take the rain to doom and every day that we think of the gloom, we gotta pass it by cause it's green a days ahead. Coming back to the dragon, eh? Uh, put it into the ring of doom and everybody's coming in the room and I can't rhyme with any other words so I have to go back to my Jesus Lord his name is Gandalf yeah he's here and then he's gone then he's here again gone again like he does what he wants and he comes and goes I'm out I'm going to them gray havens baby ain't no chasings baby I'm out I'm out, I'm taking a little brain sprout, I'm going with Galadriel, what the hell, you know, we, we gonna do, we gonna make elves. <laughs> That's so sick. Peace. Peace to all my hobbits. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.